I could just quote the entire movie, but I'm not going to. Brian, no, actually, we're just going to hand the pod to you to quote the whole movie yeah. for the rest of the show. No longer the footy and then where, we'll, are gonna, the where are you going to put a tree that big, Clark? Send over and I'll show you. You got a lot, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. We have an intro. And, and just like that, we have an intro. Um, so I'll, I'll step up and go. I wanted Home Alone, too. I'll go Home Alone regular. Home Alone regular. regular. The OG. Okay, uh, I just think it's such a great series of. Well, let me let me repeat. Let me fix that. One and two are great, in my opinion. So, I uh, like three. I think Home Alone three. Is but still three good. is not as good. It's, it's like, it doesn't have Kevin McAllister. It's it not as but I good. I still like it. I'm pretty sure I own it. Yeah, on VHS. No, it's good. <laughs> on VHS, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's not elite like the other two. No, it's not a classic Christmas movie. Right. So, like for instance, let yeah. me give you an idea. Home Alone one and two are like how Liverpool and Chelsea are playing this year. Home Alone three is Arsenal. On today's footy corner, Tottenham come out winners in the North London Derby as Arsenal continue their descent into the depths of Premier League hell. Olivier Giroud is bringing sexy back as Chelsea put their name to the hat for contention. Liverpool slice Wolves open, Paul Pogba is on the naughty list, and Gerard Bowen is good. Along with the typical predictions, comments, nonce of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner here today with co-host Brian. Uh, Hello. Brian, how's everything going? Things are going great. I just finished my workout um, and I'm drinking a zombie dust, so I couldn't be happier. There you go. You got to balance it out, right? You got to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you're doing, are you doing the video ones? I did a video today. I I made myself a a December workout program Mm -hmm. where I do a video one day and run the next day and so shout out to HasFit on YouTube. I do their videos. They're pretty easy um, because I'm very out of shape. So they're real nice. Um, so I'm trying to work out as much as I can in December because it's always kind of an unhealthy month. Yeah, it's always difficult. Someone's got to do it. I, you know, we went on a walk. So it's <laughs> progress right now um, because as we get into the stretch on this semester, although I'm, I have, we've got some weights, so I might do, I'm going to do mm-hmm. some of that sweat program again. Sweat's going to yep. be back. Uh, for the who's back of the month, it'll be video workouts. So yeah, absolutely, it's great stuff going on there. Everything else is is going on there. Allison's well. The kids are well. Yep, everyone's doing good. Johnny is having fun at school two days a week. Allison's okay. um, enjoying the days that Johnny's at school because it's a little quieter. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, and Martha, my goodness, she's running around. She's still Spider Woman. It's wild. Yes, she <laughs> climbs over everything. Oh man. It's wild having a, a one-year-old. <laughs> that I, I would say I'm looking for, well, I'm looking forward to it. For you should. Eventually in the future. In the future. Eventually. No, there's no, yeah. there's no announcement here today, folks. So no, <laughs> not, not like on the, uh, on the uh, panel with Steve. Yeah. That was incredible. Steve with, yes. the, uh, with the announcement on the pod and uh, we'll, we'll check in on him, see how things are going in the next panel, which we'll, we'll hopefully have here in, in this month. My goal was that we have it once a month, but it's going to get, I mean, there are a lot of games going on. It's holidays. We'll see what we can get going there. Um, Or there's that break between matches and the the FA cup in January. We might be able to get that going early January. So we'll see uh, what's going on there, but uh, glad you're everything's well. And we'll get straight to the action, I guess. Huh? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. We start with the North London Derby. Uh, I know we had to do it first because it was the big man. Tough luck. Tough luck for my guy, (laughs) Ashton. Very. Uh, Tottenham two, 
Arsenal nil, uh, Son and Kane with the goals. Um, you know, it's it's funny because they the first one you can't do anything about, and the mm. second one it's like the guy that got injured vacated the space, which we'll come back to in a second. Uh, I think that's a that's a thing to talk about. A lot, a lot of stuff going on in this game. Uh, Son with his tenth Premier League goal. He's now tied with Arsenal Jeez. as a team <laughs> on, on goals this season. Uh, but I got a little trivia question for you. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Harry Kane is now the top scorer in the North London Derby with 11 goals, as much as it pains me to say. He's passed two players that had 10. Can you name – you might know of one of them. The other one is very old. So can you Wait, name – in, in the North London Derby? Yes. Okay. So they had 10 so, goals. I'm guessing Thierry Henry. I, I would have thought, but he's not up there, believe it or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then my second guess is Robin Van Persie. Nope. Uh, okay. Another good guess. I'll give Gareth, you a hint after Gareth three. Bale. Nope. Do you want a hint? Yeah. He's played for both of them. Oh, shit. Um, Striker. Man, I am, I'm blanking. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. I I, I'm blanking. Uh, Adebayor. So he was the one that... Oh, did. yes, yes. Emmanuel Adebayor. And then Bobby oh, so he, Smith. Yeah. Oh, I Bobby Smith. I, no, I don't know. <laughs> Bobby Cheers, Bobby. Smith probably played before we were even thoughts twinkles yeah. in anyone's eyes. Uh, <laughs> I want to start with the winning team, uh, Tottenham in this one. Uh, not too much to say about them. Good performance, but can they keep winning matches? Can they keep winning games? I mean, you look at the possession statistics. If you watch the match, it was in Mourinho fashion. I think they had somewhere around yep. 31% possession. Um, yep. Is that sustainable if you want to be a title contender in your opinion? Um. I think it was five years ago when Chelsea won with Mourinho in that same mm-hmm. style of play. It, it could, I, I think it's sustainable for top four this year. I, I want to say you could win the title, but with teams like Liverpool, constant press, and, and the quality of their attack, um, Manchester City, and hell, I'm going to be a homer and throw Chelsea in there. No, no reason to be um, humble. They've been great. <laughs> I don't think you can sit back like that against those top three teams and just absorb the pressure for 90 minutes and, and strike on the counterattack. You, you can win. You play those teams six times. You can win maybe two of them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you saw Tottenham and Chelsea draw nil-nil. Um, but I don't think Tottenham really uh, threatened to win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like I said, it, it's Mourinho. He's won that way before, so he, uh, it's possible. What do you think? I, I'm I'm on board with you there. I think I, I'm with you that yes, it can work for against um, a team like Arsenal. Can work. Can work against a team like uh, Ole and Manchester United, who we'll talk about a little later. But like mm-hmm. you said, those teams with high firepower, they escaped, in my opinion, that Chelsea game. They escaped mm-hmm. that game, uh, and against teams also like Liverpool and City that have those clinical finishes because Arsenal did have a couple chances. To those watching, oh, you see zero yep. goals. They had the chances. They were there. It's just, I, and I will give credit to Tottenham. Their counterattack is so good. It's lethal. It was it brutal. Is, it is Jeez. so good. So I'll give them that credit, uh, but against, like you said, a sounder defensive team, like those three teams we're mentioning, you know, you can yep. get away with it against other teams. Uh, and they seem to also have trouble with a little bit of the lower table teams. I know Arsenal's one, haha, but but Brighton. I remember the teams that like, that don't hold possession against them. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. It's like the Wolves conundrum from a few years ago, where Nuno yep. was beating the good teams and he couldn't beat the bad teams. Um, I want to bring up something that you mentioned on Twitter. 
Uh, and it's it's funny because I've always thought about it, and I didn't want to be the, the Arsenal guy that said it. <laughs> but but Harry Kane, this is the third incident this season, and he did it in, in stoppage time against Gabriel, uh, you mm-hmm. know, where he does that little move where he sees a defender or, or an opposing player, I should say, jumping. And when that guy's in the air, he backs into that guy's space, yeah, causing that player to flip. We saw it. Uh, he did it also to Lalana and actually won a penalty from it earlier. This yeah, year. exactly. Yeah, he, he gets a penalty because it's the ref sees another guy jumping on top of him, mm-hmm. but he's the one backing into them, basically taking their legs out from under them. Under them, they fall in a wild fashion, totally uncontrollable, and it's just even more dangerous than going up for the header. Yeah, and I, I think I saw someone on Reddit or something say that a similar type uh, situation like that in the NBA is like a technical foul. If someone goes yeah. up for a rebound and you undercut their legs, you're getting thrown out of the game mm-hmm. in basketball. Yeah. So yeah. How, how is Kane winning fouls for this? It, it's unbelievable. I, I don't understand yeah. it. And I don't know how long it'll go. Actually, there was, and I, I don't advise anyone to do this. When I was scrolling through uh, the comments section to see what people were thinking about it, there was a, someone had a clip from a player that this happened to, and I think a Korean match and the guy uh, broke vertebrae because a player yeah. did that to him. So yeah, <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. Yeah. At some point, someone's got to watch it, but again, not to take too much credit away from them. They played outstanding again this week. I mean, I, I hate to do it. They, they, they did what they had to do. And again, they'll be put to the test uh, in the next few weeks. Since they're in this little stretch run of, of matches, not this upcoming yeah. one, but they've got Liverpool, I think around the corner. And I think Man City sometime soon. I'm not sure, but but I think that Liverpool game might be a little humbling for them. So we'll they'll, see. they'll come back down to earth for sure. sure. Right. We'll see. We'll see on that. And now, now going on the other end of it, Arsenal have problems. Uh, they're 15th in the Premier League now. Uh, Arteta is the second Arsenal manager to lose his first two North London derbies uh, since Birdie Me in 1966. <laughs> oh, Birdie! Good old Birdie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean. I, Pretty, pretty rough start for him. Uh, Steve tweeted out. So I'm, I'm incorporating some of these comments. And Steve yeah, for sure. from the, the uh, what is that one show? Men in Blazers podcast. Uh-huh. They, they made a mention about how Arsenal might be now the Southern Everton. Um, first of all, before we get into crazy things, could they be the Southern Everton now? <laughs> uh, if this keeps up for another three or four years, then yes. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely looking looking that way they're trending in that direction unless they can change something right (laughs) things are going a bit rough now i want to go back to the goal the second goal they gave up a lot of people are bringing up uh you know wondering what happened Nikhil actually tweeted out uh, when (laughs) hardy was going off injured um you kind of see him walking off the pitch when arsenal has possession they're driving up and then that swift counter comes and he's he's totally off about off the pitch and and Arteta pushes him. He's like, mate, get back on there. Um, yeah. What's your take on that? Should Arteta have shoved him? Should he have even vacated that spot? What? I just want to know. I have my own view, but I've kind of held back. I've told people I'll, I'll give my take on the pod. What was your take on that moment? Part, party shouldn't have walked off the field. He should have gone down in the field. Because mm-hmm. as soon as t- uh, Arsenal lose possession, the ref's going to blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't blame Arteta for shoving him back on the field. Mm-hmm. It's like, get your ass back out there, at least get in the way or something. I, exactly. Like, okay, I know you're hurt, but you you do you do your team no good off the field. Mm-hmm. If you're on the field, get on the ground and force the whistle or, you know, force the fans to boo Spurs for playing on with a new player or something. Yeah, the new fans in the stadium, they're back. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, Nikhil's, 
tweet with the coach shoving the goalkeeper, the little four-year-old goalkeeper back to block the goals. It, it was spot on perfect. That was incredible. That was, yeah. it's been retweeted, I think, from the account. So everyone go yep. check that out at the Good job to too. the intern. Thanks to the intern yeah, for the that. Interns, the intern's awake these days. Good stuff for the intern there. So, yes, again, at the footy corner too, check out that retweet. Uh, good find by Nikhil on that one. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. A lot of people were saying, oh, you shouldn't have shoved him back on. In the first place, you're right. He shouldn't have left. You're injured. You go down. Um, if anything, if the ref wasn't going to stop it, he, at least he's a cone, a traffic cone, because we know that with a team that counters fast, and you've seen it with Chelsea doing it a few years ago under Mourinho when they were so good on the counter, it takes one misstep, one just one millisecond of something going else, you know, a different way, mm-hmm. especially on that goal that hit the underside of the bar. That, yeah, that was wild. Who knows what's going to, you know, what would happen if he, you slow, you slow Kane down half a step. He doesn't get in that position. He doesn't score that gold that's like uh, inch perfect exactly so it was one of those that i was just like are you like what is going on <laughs> but, but again you know you had people defending it and it's like well i get it he's the new signing it I'm, we're not saying he doesn't play well we're saying that he made a poor decision there and that poor decision maybe cost them a goal so yeah um the last thing i want to ask you about this is uh so what what now for arsenal do you think <laughs> before i get into my little bit. oh boy <laughs> i mean you're the one with the hot take i'm sure but uh, I, I'm a big I'm a big believer in giving a manager a chance. Um, Arteta hasn't even been there for a, a full year yet, has he? Correct, correct. You're correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like he, like you said last week. I think he's had two transfer windows to work with. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, and and even the first one he had just got in. So you, you got to let him build his team, build a system. But man. It's hard <laughs> it, when Arsenal are ha- having their the worst start ever, mm-hmm. ever in the Premier League anyway. So the last twenty years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. twenty eight years, exactly. It's it's not what Arsenal fans are accustomed to. So you need you need something to change real quick. It, you don't have much patience. You, you, you wish a fan base like that would have more patience with someone like Arteta, but you don't, you just don't. You're too used to top four mm-hmm. to success like that. So, man, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in that boat too. You know, like uh, it, you'll see a lot of Arteta's out, Arteta this, Arteta that. Yeah. And, and you've probably heard the disagreements I've had with, with Arian on the spot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, what do you do? If you recycle him, you send him out again, you have a new manager. You got They got to find yeah. out players again. Um, he came in at a weird time. December, he came in last December, a little later on, I think, closer to Christmas. It's a weird time because the January window, like what's he's not going to just get players all of a sudden. He's going to evaluate what he has. Yeah. And, and the window he's got, he's gotten these players in. Now, some of them have been great. Some of them you're like, how did that happen? Uh William comes to mind. I know <laughs> he he had a good first game, but he's getting old. Um, you know, you have to give him just January window to get some players, I think. And I mean, now if he's teetering on rele- coast relegation in February, or March, then you got to wonder, but you know, I think with these players, surely they're going to have to move up a little on the table. Now they're not going to be challenging for top four, but if you continue to see, progression from this point especially if you get some of the players that he might want in January and then especially the summer I think then you say all right next season starts it's not a weird year you didn't have the pandemic that stopped you for three months doing what you're going to do you have you know 
if you're in 15th place after three months again next season, then let's revisit that question. So right. we'll have to see. I, I have, I mean, it's, it's got to turn around. I feel like that it will. I feel like they're the type of team that can get it to turn around. It's funny how they're things They're too change. good not to, yeah. It's funny how things change so quick. You know, two months ago, we were talking, well, and we're going to come back to Olay, but Olay was getting crapped on. And, and Arteta was a genius. And then two a week ago, it was the opposite. And now this mm. week, they might both be getting crapped on. But, but yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows? But, but Olay had come back up until this Champions League game recently. So we'll have to yeah. see what happens there. So let's move on. I, a lot of analysis from that game. Anything else from you to add for that, that one? I no, know that not, nothing else. It, uh, as a Chelsea fan, people expect me to, to hate Arsenal, but I just hate Spurs so much. And I, <laughs> I, I think I'm a closet Arsenal. I'm, I'm tolerant to Arsenal because of you. Mm-hmm. So Appreciate I hate seeing, I hate seeing Arsenal lose to, to Spurs. So, and, and I That's think, too, sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I've gotten used to it, but the thing is too, you, when your friend's teams and if they're a big team is not doing as well, you kind of start to feel bad. You're like, and that's, yeah. you know, when you're that team's fan that it's not good because then the other big teams are like, eh, they're not a threat. So I kind of hope they do yeah. also be happy. So it's like, but on the other end, you know, I appreciate that. And maybe we'll get back <laughs> when, when uh, we have them at the Emirates. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, speaking of the title contention, we talked about Tottenham Liverpool. 4-0, 4-0 over Wolves. Uh, Salah with the goal, Wijnaldum, Matip, and then Semedo with an own goal. I mean, they were flying. Uh, you could you could argue that Connor Cody assisted on the Salah mm-hmm. goal in the first one. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty rough. And then he also dove later in the game, the former Liverpool mm-hmm. player and big fan of theirs. R- rough outing for him. Uh, but, but let me first start with Liverpool. Um, since the Premier League return, his Premier League return in 17-18, Mo Salah has 111 goals plus assists, Jeez. which is ridiculous. And the next player is 20, uh, 21 behind him, and Harry Kane with 90. Uh, you know, how good How good is this guy in that front? I guess now four, three or four. Um, mm-hmm. Even though one or two guys may be injured, have COVID, do this, do that, they're still clicking. Uh, are, are they interchangeable? Because they've put – you know, as we called him Minnie Mouse here once or twice, they put another yeah. young kid in. Um, are they almost interchangeable to an, to an extent? Uh, I think only the top four are Minnie Mino, Minnie Mino, Minnie Mouse. Mouse. He, he's not going to do what what the other four are. And the four are um, Salah, Firmino, Mane, and Jota. Which is a great signing. Yeah, Jota has been incredible. So, mm-hmm. okay. Jota, Diogo Jota. I have him in my FIFA ultimate team. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I see his picture when I score a goal with him. I've only, see, I've only seen Steve twice on Zoom calls. I swear they look so much like each other. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it a little bit, yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy then. We should ask Steve. Steve, um, Steve let me know. Let me know if you think you look like Diego Jota. Steve, do you have a picture, right? Because uh, he, he, he has a lighter or no beard to some extent, Diego Jota, right? Um, yeah, I think he has, he has a, I think he has a little stubble. Steve, At least, in, yeah. We want to see a Steve picture from a little less yes. facial hair. So, so we got to see a side by side. We'll we'll ask him. He'll do it. Steve, uh, submit a side by side of your closest looking picture to Diego Jota, and we'll see if uh, we can fool some fans. So uh, I don't know if you can see that at all. Oh yeah, that picture does. You're right. That ultimate. Okay. Yes. So it's yeah, from FIFA, the FIFA picture. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'll take a, 
I'll, I'll tweet it to the intern and see if he can retweet it. Oh, absolutely. And then we'll see if Steve can put his side by side with that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying the front four can or the top four can even defensively speaking now, you know, he's yeah. been injured 11 matches and Liverpool only conceded six goals. They've had six clean sheets. Um, you know, they're, they're throwing Trent has been out. So they've thrown, uh, thrown the young Williams outside and, you know, mm-hmm. had some growing pains, but it's worked out. Fabinho's playing pretty decently at center back. Um, Matip is back. We saw with his thunderous header and even mm-hmm. uh, someone like Jones is playing decent in the midfield for them too. So again, just not just their forwards all across the team interchangeable or, or is, is Jurgen Klopp really that big of a genius that his system, if he find and he's finding his players, he's plugging them in and it's working because this team we thought would take a dip and, and, and yeah. killing people. I, I don't know too much about these replacement guys. Obviously it's working. I think with that attack mm-hmm. that, that can hide a lot of faults mm-hmm. in the defense. If this game was four to two, we'd still be saying the exact same thing, even though the defense would have, conceded two goals which there are a couple chances and and Mm -hmm. then you know their goalie their freaking 19 year old goalie made an incredible save on one of them yeah um, which we'll get to i think but Mm -hmm. um so like i like i said they the the attack can can hide some cracks behind them but they really need their their top squad for the if they're gonna keep it up i guess yeah and I, I I wouldn't trust all these young guys for a full Premier League season, especially mm-hmm. when, when they get into the Christmas schedule, condensed schedule. They get into the later stages of Champions League, the FA Cup. Um, you need to have you need to have good rotation, and if you're using your rotation guys in the big matches, mm-hmm. then 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 you get tired out. You're going to get screwed later on. Absolutely. And, and like you said, we're about to learn about a lot about these teams with this Christmas schedule. Yep. And I looked at, I was looking ahead to it to see, okay, what days do I have? To, do we have to record? Do we have to do things? It's <laughs> coming in hot and heavy. We have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God finals um, are coming up for my, my school. Yeah, you you get a break. Christmas break. Yeah. yeah, We need it. And, and I'll have it for the, the pod. And I, I'm thinking what we'll do is we won't be able to recap every game because if it's two a week, yeah. we might just take the top two or three and run with it. And because people are going to be like, I'm two episodes behind. So yeah, yeah. seriously, keep so them, keep good. them short though, that holiday season. Absolutely. It's a good time for me to announce that we will be doing shorter uh, because we'll have maybe two a week, a couple we'll try to do shorter. So you, you always say you're going to do shorter and they end up an hour. <laughs> well, I, that's true. But this time I can almost guarantee because of uh, we can't, we can't be doing it that long for yeah. that much time. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I want to say, before we get to the goal you mentioned, um, what will stop if there's anything, what can stop Liverpool from winning the title this year? Uh, Man City finding their form and, and um, Timo Werner figuring out how to hit the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, and, or you're going to have to drink Malort too. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's going to be staying the guys that they have. Obviously, VVD's out for the season. Everyone else needs to stay healthy. Their attack needs to stay healthy. Yeah. If two of those guys, if Salah and Mane go down and they're stuck with Jota and Firmino, they're effed. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's all about staying healthy. I think it takes two. If you take two of those guys out, or mm-hmm. even we saw the effect that Jordan Henderson has on this team, that if uh, mm-hmm. because Fabinho's forced to play defense, if you take even him out of the midfield for extended periods of time, we saw that's when they started having some troubles. Um, 
That would be my take too. Now, a little brief mention on, yeah, you mentioned Quivin Keller. That's his name. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, if you yep. look at the spelling. Irish lad. Yeah, the Irish name, and it doesn't even look like that. But Quivin is correct because, and I have a um, uh, confirmation <laughs> from Kevin Egan. Uh, I say it again? Quivin. Like, yeah. oh my they, God. The English people say Quivin, uh, but it's Quivin. He, he, so it's almost he, like Kevin, but yeah. in the Irish version of Kevin. Exactly. He frenetically spelled it K-W-E-E for, and then a dash V-E-E-N. So Quivin. But that, the, the, yeah. The, the English people say Quivin. So. It's spelled C-A-O-I-M-H-I-N. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a word. Like, I, think, I think we have a name for this, pod, this episode. Fucking wild. Literally, literally the spelling of his, his name. His name is Queefing. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're going to call him? Like, um, who was the lad on Bayern Munich uh, that I that I named um, Quarantine Toliso? Quarantine Toliso, <laughs> yes. So we're going to call him Queefin Kelleher. Queefin Kelleher. Jeez. Uh, but but we we mean it in an endearing way. He was great. He made yes, a, he a really good save on a Podence chip that we saw yep. early in the match. Um, yep. And a few point blank saves later. Man, he, I mean, he. He's definitely the backup now. He's better than Adrian, right? Oh, yeah, by far, yeah. <laughs> so that's great there. And then also some news I wanted to mention. Raul has been discharged uh, from hospital. That. So that's great yep. to hear. Um, you know, obviously long road to recovery, but we're hoping for the best. Oh, on the hopefully he comes back, yeah. Absolutely, because he was a joy to watch, and I think he really added a lot to that Wolves team. I know not much to say about Wolves. Pretty bad defeat, but we'll see what they can do going forward. I, Anything you want to add? I think Ra- Raul was was – um, the goal scorer pick for ninety percent of the time, any of us picked Wolves to win. Yeah. You're pretty much it's right. Always, it's always Raul. You're right. Actually, this week when I went to pick, I just realized looking down, I didn't pick a Wolves player because I have no idea anymore who's going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you got to hope. We hope that I, I'm hoping a guy like I'm a big Daniel Potence guy. So I'll see how. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how they can cope. Uh, now going forward, another team. So we're covering. We've covered Tottenham. We've covered Liverpool. I would, another team I'd consider up there with Liverpool, actually, more so than Tottenham. Chelsea, your boys, 3-1 winners mm-hmm. over Leeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a rough start. Bamford scoring against his former team just four minutes yep. in. But then Giroud, Zuma, Pulisic, and, and really an all-out assault. Chelsea dominated, yeah. I mean, it was it was a joy to watch. They are such a fun team to watch. They are. They're so um, fun. I mean, and, and you must be really enjoying But before I go into that, and, I, and I'm not saying it just to be a dick, but how good was that pass from Kelvin Phillips to Bamford? On Jeez, that, on that was that wild. Episode? I mean, yeah, it just it, set him up perfectly. It, it was like it was almost like the song goal in Arsenal, where you sit there and you're like, "Well, what do we do?" Aside from maybe yeah. oh, yeah. just judging the ball, but outside of that, what what do you do? You know? Yeah, exactly. So that was all I had on Leeds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and that was the extent of their success. And that's Leeds. Uh, but for Chelsea, um, you know, Giroud, our boy. I can uh, say our boy because I still like him yep. personal days. He's the oldest player ever to score in six consecutive Premier League starts. Wow. Do you know how old he is by any chance? Do you want to guess? 34? Yeah, 34. No, yeah, 34. Days. Spot on. Exactly. Um, Jeez. And like we said, like you were saying, Chelsea dominated this. Their XP of 4.1, they were expected to score 4.1 <laughs> this game, yep. is the highest in a Premier League game this season. Uh, let, let me first, you know, I, I had – some questions right now for you. Let's first cover Timo Werner. Uh, yep. I, I have, I know a few Chelsea fans and I haven't talked to you about it that are a little disappointed in, in some of his finishes. Yeah. Uh, how, what's your take on Timo Werner and will he get it right? Is it just a little mini slump? Mm, 
So (laughs) that's the real question. Uh, No, I'm not going to. Oh, shit, I might. Yeah, I think he'll get 12. Um, Is he at three goals? Is it three? Yeah, he has four. Four. I'm pretty sure he's four. He scored scored a brace and then won one and two other matches. Um, Okay. (laughs) The the, the first, his miss in this game uh, off the corner, where he literally kicked it out of the goal. It was going in and he kicked it out. He prevented a goal from being scored. That was awful. Um, He's had a couple other misses. and it's frustrating, but it it would be worrying if if he wasn't creating chances in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of games ago, I forget who it was against, but it was when Chelsea were wearing their god awful third kits that are like pink and blue. Yeah, um, he great. had to miss that game, but he also had an, an assist to Abraham, where he just like bombed through the entire defense. Like he showed his pace, um, played a perfect pass. He, he could have shot it, and it would have been a bad shot, but he made the right decision to pass it to Tammy Abraham, who slotted it away for an easy goal. Mm-hmm. And th- this game, the Chelsea's third goal, in the 93rd minute, Timo Werner ran faster than anyone else this entire match week. Mm-hmm. In the 93rd minute, after playing a whole match and, and placed a perfect pa- a pass to Captain America, Pulisic, for mm-hmm. the third goal. And I mean... If he if he was having trouble, he he might have wanted to go for it himself. He made the smart play. He passed it. His attacking sense is still good. That I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. He's making the smart plays. He's creating goals, even if he's not finding the back of of the net himself. Yeah, I've been convinced enough to keep him on my fantasy team. He's still there. Yeah. So that assist really was was a nice moment, and I was glad to see Pulisic get on the end of that. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Now, you know, before I get to the last question on, on Chelsea, actually, it's something that Arena and I discussed last pod, and I was like, well, why don't I ask a Chelsea fan right now? I just thought of it on the uh-huh. spot. Who do you start in the striker position from now on, or is it someone different for every opponent? It's someone different for every opponent, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean... Giroud's can you bench Giroud? Yeah. I mean, he's red hot. Right you now. can't. You got to no. You got you got to play him. Um, there's a lot of matches coming up, mm-hmm. so I don't think anyone's going to complain about starting or getting benched here and there. I I think it's extremely important over the next month that we we have a hot Giroud and uh, an Abraham that can produce, and then Timo Werner that can play striker or he's been playing out on the on the wing recently. Um, in addition to all our other wingers. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it matters who you start right now. Come April, May, then it, then it's going to be a discussion. You got to play who, who the high hand is. But right now there's so much rotation. There's, I don't know, 10 matches for this team in the next month, if not yeah, more. I think so. That you, you just rotation all the players have to be happy with rotation and luckily Giroud is a type of player that is the consummate professional that he he knows that he understands what the manager has to go through to to um create a starting 11 week you know match by match and he's going to try his hardest regardless of if he starts one game or if he starts 10 games so Tammy Abraham third on the pecking order no, I think he's second just because Werner has been playing out on the wing. Okay. Um, and and Ziyech has been out on the wing and, and he's injured for a little he's while. Yep. Hudson-Odoi is injured a little while. So keep playing Werner out on the wing. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, with, with Pulisic and, um, man, who am I thinking of? Mount? Well, I mean, yeah, Mount's playing more centrally. So it's really Mm -hmm. Werner and and Pulisic right now on the wings and and Havertz is back health. Uh, Man, you just keep going down the list of these attackers. So many good players. (laughs) It is like FIFA in real life. It really is. So my last question, as of today, on a scale of one to 10 with 10, they're the champions. How confident are you with Chelsea's chances this season based off what you've seen lately? Because I mean, for me, they're (sighs) higher than they've ever been in the season. Yeah. I'm always kind of a pessimist. I don't want to, I don't want to predict something high and then get disappointed when they finish lower. So I'd say a seven. Okay. Yeah. I I think top four is almost guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Again, with the, for all these teams, their success depends on staying healthy. Yeah, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. Spoken like a true Purdue fan is what I'll say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing, and, and I'm going to bring this up very briefly. They had a basketball game for those listening yesterday. They blew a 18 point lead, and the funniest thing about it, I mean, it wasn't funny. I was pretty in a foul mood after. But but the yeah. funniest thing is, I said no lead is safe for Purdue. They're gonna, yeah. they might Purdue this. Not really thinking they like, you know, you're like, well, yeah, they might do it, huh? and then they did it, and it was like a. So you got to always be careful about teetering on optimism. So great. Yeah. Again, for me, great performance, Chelsea. They're looking great. Um, I'm very excited to actually, you know, I really do enjoy watching their matches and I'm very yep. much looking forward to the run of matches and the one they've got this upcoming week, which we'll get into. Um, but before we do that, West Ham won, Man United three, United with another road win after giving up the first goal, as usual, mm-hmm. Suchek scoring early. And then in a span of about 13 minutes, Pago with a firecracker, uh, Greenwood and Rashford with the other goals. Um, so, so United coming back in big fashion. Uh, now there are a few things that are a little peculiar here that I, that I saw um, before we get into it, I guess. Well, first let's ask, let me ask you overall about United before I nitpick uh, their propensity to give up that first goal. And they seem to do it every time, but they come back, but again, it's against certain teams that they're doing it. And we saw in champions league, it didn't happen. They gave up the first goal to Red yeah. Bull, and now they've been knocked out of champions league. Uh, and they Europa almost League. came back. They, they they started to come back. They went down three nil and then mm-hmm. lost three to two. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, and, and by the way, welcome to Europa League, Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say, is that worrying that they they continue to do that? And maybe against better opposition in the Premier League, it's not going to work out as well. They're ascending now, but how, I mean, how how much longer till they go back down to where they were? Yeah, it's a dangerous game to play for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It, not every team is going to be able to to let you back in the game, especially the the top teams and even some of the the mid tier teams. I mean, the Premier League is so competitive that I don't think Arsenal is good enough to keep. I'm sorry, uh, Freudian slip there. Um, I don't think. I don't <laughs> that was think a good Manchester, one. I'll give you that. That was a good one. That was not on purpose. I swear. I'll take uh, where they're at now. They're they're in sixth now. Yeah, they're not playing like a sixth place team. And, no, they're not. I, I'm surprised that. Honestly, Manchester United haven't looked that good to me. Maybe it's because they have to rely on these comebacks, but they don't mm-hmm. seem like a sixth place team where if they win their game in hand, they're they're fourth place. Right. Yeah. It doesn't they don't look like that. They don't look that good, but mm-hmm. I don't maybe I'm missing something. I, it's gonna it's gonna catch up to them. It's the zebra jerseys, right? It's those zebra jerseys that are so ugly <laughs> that yeah. you they're throwing you off. No, but I, I'm with you there. It is it is an odd thing. Like I, I always feel like I'm predicting against them, and then I watch them, and they're so uninspiring for yeah. half. And then it's like 
they wake up or I, who knows what's happening. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, the other thing I want to mention is I guess for rotation, but, but Olay doesn't start Bruno and then Bruno comes in and has, he creates eight chances. And yeah. Only one player this season has created more chances in a whole match. He did in one half. Uh, yeah. Do you know who that player is, by the way? It's a, it's a wild shout. I don't know if you It's a West Brom player. A West Brom player created eight chances? He created nine. Nine? I'm yeah. trying to even think of a West Brom player. <laughs> was it against Chelsea? Was it their 3-3 three, three draw against Chelsea where he created so many? It could have been. You know what? For once, I didn't write down which match he did it in. I honestly can't even think of a West Brom player. <laughs> it, was, it was Mateus Pereira. Oh, okay. Of all people. Of all people. But yeah, yeah. Bruno comes on, does his thing again. What's with him coming on and Cavani going off? I mean, it, I know Arnie and I talked about it last episode. I thought they would work well together. What's yeah. your take on that? I, Bruno's their best player by far. He should be on the field as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Arane loves Cavani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Cavani has played a couple of good minutes, but he hasn't really proved himself yet mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Anyway, obviously we know what he did at PSG, but... I'm still not sold on him on the Premier League yet um, until he can do it for a couple more matches in a row. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't care too much about him being on the field at the same. Bruno Bruno is going to make anyone else on the field look better. Right. So for sure. Cavani is probably benefiting from that. Um, well, except for Pogba, because Pogba's had a horrible season despite yes. how good Bruno has been. And, and and that's a great transition to, I don't know if you heard about his uh, agent, mm-hmm. uh, Mino Raiola saying that uh, Pogba will leave or he should leave. Yeah. Um, and he could leave for a hundred million. He said he's still a hundred million pound player. Um, and I wanted to bring up a quote. Now, before we laugh at that, I want to bring up a quote, Sir Alex Ferguson. I think we can all agree. He's a very respectable guy. Very, very yeah. you know, big name. Um, he once called Paul Pogba's representative, Mino Raiola, a shit bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so he went off on a rant about him, I guess. Um, so he are, and he's argued too a little bit that uh, Pogba has disrespected the club a bit. Um, yeah, is this last question I asked about United? Is there a bigger problem that Ole cannot figure things out, or is it really some backroom stuff with with how they're running transfers and how this Paul Pogba thing, maybe like a cloud of Ozil on Arsenal, is this a cloud on United that they just need to rid him? get rid of him and see how, how things clear up a bit. And finally people won't talk about that. And they talk about other things. That would be nice. Cause it's always, like you said, kind of the Ozil thing, like Pogba's there, but he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And you remember what he did at uh, Juventus and he was like crazy good there. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't even come close to being as good at United. So maybe he's, he's built for playing in a different league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem is how much is United really they're not gonna get a hundred million for Pogba. <laughs> That's correct. I do not see it's wild hundred million. You might get sixty these I don't know. It's pandemic yeah. times too. So yeah, true. And you can probably get someone that plays at Pogba's level for, for cheap or mm-hmm. a young guy or something. Because honestly, he's a waste of money, he's a waste of space right now. Yeah. He's being paid way more than what he's contributing to the team in my opinion anyway like I, I just don't see it. he had he had a cracker of a goal but from and i didn't watch the whole match but from what, what i read like he had a shit game other than the goal right right and so everyone done. sees the highlight of the goal it's like oh shit pogba is amazing but mm-hmm. he had a shit game yeah and and that's been a lot of his performances at united where like he'll he'll spark for one moment and then it's like mm-hmm. eh, 
now he's back to stinking. So um, I think if they can get rid of him in January, and I think on, on Arsenal's front, not, not saying they're not great players, just the situation isn't working. And yeah. so I think I'm hearing things about Arsenal with those potentially going to um, uh, Fenerbahce or DC United where he can open an academy. And then for United here, we'll see what they can do with Pogba to see if they can get him out of there. Um, so let's talk about the other Manchester team. Anything else yep. for you on that match? No. Okay. no. Other Manchester team. City 2, Fulham nil. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. People expected a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Sterling and De Bruyne on a penalty with the goal. Um, Ryan, and I want to talk about this first. Uh, I don't know if you saw – did you happen to see the penalty? Uh, Nikhil briefly mentioned it. I don't think I did. I think I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil mentioned it on – on um on twitter so i'm very curious actually you know what i'm gonna because i said i'd read his comments and i didn't i don't think i put this in the notes for you so i do apologize for that um i will say there was uh i wanted to go back and bring this up now before i do uh before i bring up the sterling incident let me talk about sitting ask you a question here do you think on their run of form here now in a couple games mares had a huge game last week three goals they i mean it's they've been playing bad teams do you think they yeah. figured it out from their early season slump or is this just the part of the schedule that'll do it for them? I don't, I never anticipated them staying, staying down too much. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think they have figured something out, whether it's enough to have them pass Liverpool. I don't know, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, they've, they've, they've beat Burnley and Fulham. Like yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Right, I was gonna say. So was everyone else in the league? <laughs> I think Arsenal's one win away this weekend from doing the same thing, doing the double yeah. over Burnley and Fulham. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So. So I, I'm not going to give them too much credit for that, but, um, and and their match before that was their loss to Tottenham. So mm-hmm. show me show me something against a top team, which mm-hmm. they probably will against Chelsea, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> right. So, wow. yeah, prove prove to me that you're back before I before I say you're back. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to do a little more. Um, now I know. So Nikhil and Jeff, I want to just mention this. They went at it on Twitter per usual. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, they went at it about the Sterling play. So um, Sterling goes down. Now I will say this: he did get touched, but he also dove because you've seen it where people get touched and yeah. throw themselves. Yeah. Um, and Nikhil said, I check up for you, tagging Jeff Paris in the studio yeah. dive. And he said, right in my eyes. Um, so <laughs> pretty interesting back and forth. I do want to share something that just came to us this earlier today um, from Steve. Okay. He wrote quite a decent amount, uh, a little side rant he has about Manchester City. So are you ready for this one? Buckle mm-hmm. A little side rant. City Football Group and Manchester City are terrible for football, not wholly because the money they dumped in to try and buy titles, but rather their attempts to homogenize football. They're like the McDonald's of football. Their goals in creating the multi-club model are fourfold. One, commercial uh, commercial synergy. To sponsor Man City, you have to also sponsor the NYCFC and every other club. Two, internal synergy. They don't need each club to have their own C-suite because there's one for the umbrella. Three, uniformity of strategy. Having the same C-suite means that they can focus on the same strategy for each club in the umbrella. And four, performance side. All of Pep's tactics and strategies are available to the other managers within the system. So this is why it confounds me so much that Jeff, Mr. Try This Sandwich You've Never Heard Of Because It's Better Than Anything You've Ever Heard Of Because Uniqueness Is Paramount in This World. (laughs) 
<laughs> is, is a fan of a club that is actively pushing global soccer to be the equivalent of the Big Mac. Sure, it's fine because you know what you're getting every time, but it also, but it doesn't have any regional flair to it. Doesn't give you an understanding of the culture. It's homogeneity, it's homogeneity, uh-oh, in its finest. Close enough. I'm foreign. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any comments on that one? That was a, that is a long, uh, it's a little heady for me uh, this late in the night after I work out in a beer. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I, just to each their own. There, mm-hmm. There's a reason McDonald's is the biggest fast food restaurant in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a Big Mac. Everyone loves their breakfast. Like, it's fucking good. Yeah, um, that's true. Their fries are the best fries in all fast food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it might be a good thing then. Yeah. Well, in a sense, it, it doesn't have to, regional. it doesn't have to be the only thing, right? Like you can get McDonald's and then you can go get your local, um, Chinese food Yeah, mm-hmm. on a different day. Like everyone just has their own, their own preferences. Some people like city because they're the McDonald's of soccer <laughs> and because some people like them because they have really good players mm-hmm. and really exciting players. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't fault him for that. Um, you know, me being a Chelsea fan, I tend to side more with city fans in, in defense of the whole credit card FC, you know, yeah. um, you just buy whoever you want. Well, fuck, we buy the most exciting players and it's more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. I'm sorry that you, your team doesn't spend as much <laughs> and you don't have as good players and they're not as fun to watch. Ooh. Style of play, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I like that. So, yeah, I, I'm getting defensive. and People are probably going to come no, out. No, that's good. Twitter. That's what we need on the show. I need to see debate. I need to see argument. I need to see uh, people going to each other. So that's the take. I want to hear. I'm really, really also interested to see what Jeff has to say after listening to this. So, Jeff, yeah. at the footy corner, too, you know where to find us. Um, yeah. <laughs> let us know what's going on. Uh, Brian has his take. I really I really like it. I think. And, yeah, I think everyone has their own styles. and. And I guess to finish off this, uh, going back to the city match, um, Sterling and De Bruyne have come to life. Could be scary for mm-hmm. other sides. They don't have Aguero. He's not been much of a factor. So is that a problem? Or do they only need those two to, to advance? Or, or can they just rely on, on them? Uh, Aguero is only going to help. Aguero right. coming back is only going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's favorite, or Irene's favorite, Gabriel Jesus. Um, <laughs> yes. It, He's good. He, he's good in FIFA because he has pace. Right. But he, he's no Aguero. That's for damn sure. Two, I think he has two goals only on the season. So that, that number, yeah. I mean, would have to go up if you want to be like Aguero. Uh, yeah. Last thing on this one, Fulham. Uh, are they a relegation team or are they just out of it? Because to me, it's four teams that probably fight for that those three spots. So yeah. where out of those four, you know, I'm talking Sheffield, Burnley, West Brom, Fulham. Where would you place them out of those four? Um, I think I'd play some second to bottom with Sheffield okay. being bottom. Sheffield. Okay. So you think Burnley and West Brom are better than Fulham at the moment? Yes. I, I think, I don't know why, but I think West Brom mm-hmm. is a better of those four. The best okay. of those four. Okay. So Again, I, I have no, no real good reason <laughs> for that. Keep that in your pocket. I'll probably ask the panel next month to see, you know, yeah. what, what we're looking at in terms of relegation again. Um, because that we'll see what happens. And hopefully my team isn't close to that picture as they are now. Um, real brief, <laughs> the other matches, real brief stuff. Burnley won, Everton won. Everton's dip in form. Is it worrying? What do you think is causing it? Uh, 
just quick, quick update or quick overview of what you think is causing their slump. And if you are worried for them, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say worried is the right word, but you know, yeah, they're, they're definitely not, they're not in the conversation for your top five anymore. I say top five being Mm -hmm. everyone, but Arsenal. Yeah, Um, that's true. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Everton aren't in the conversation. Maybe, maybe they don't have the depth and it's going to be even more uh, glaring over the next month, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I was going to say Carlo Ancelotti is a great manager, uh, but I feel like the worry that people had for James Rodriguez is starting to come to fruition. I don't think he's contributed to a goal since match week four. Um, Yeah. And I think with the weather getting the way it does, that's he's the type of player that, that doesn't enjoy that kind of stuff. And so yeah. we're hitting the December period. I'm going to release him on my fantasy team. So that's a little bit <laughs> up yep. there. You know, Everton now sit in ninth, uh, which isn't bad, but considering where they were a month ago, they were, what, first, second maybe? Yeah. Um, they might be having some issues. Their run of form, in my opinion, is, is worrying. I think they've only won one in the last uh, seven, uh, and that win was over Fulham, who we've just talked <laughs> about here. So yeah. – uh, We'll see. They have some interesting fixtures coming up here with Chelsea this week, Leicester, mm-hmm. and then Arsenal. And um, that's the next three. So, yeah, a lot of questions to be answered by Carlo. Um, West Brom, one. Palace, five. Connor Gallagher, <laughs> the only goal scorer for West Brom. And then Palace I, I, poured it on. I, I, I take back what I said about West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> well, the aforementioned Mateus Pereira picked up a red card. Yeah, um, that was bad. And and Zaha was back. We didn't expect yep. that. I think in the last episode I said he's not back. They're screwed. Nope, he had a brace. Benteke had a brace. And yeah. To make matters worse, Furlong of West Brom scored on his own goal, so that didn't help any cause. Yeah. So Palace 5-1 winners there. Sheffield 1, Leicester 2. McBurney, the good old bearded man for Sheffield. But uh, – Friend of the pod and the kills man, uh, Aoz Perez uh-huh. scoring for I. I didn't know Aoz Perez was still alive. I think he <laughs> hadn't done anything in so long. And then Jamie Vardy with the last second winner slides into the flag. Um, typical goal from him. Any anything on those two matches for you or it just you know? good teams win like that? So less even though it's a, a crap win against a crap team, mm-hmm. it's a win for Leicester and they're a good team. There you go. Yeah. And they're there. That's true. They're, they need to get back on track. And that's one way to do it. Brighton won Southampton do it two in a South coast derby in a sense. Uh, now this one was interesting. Pascal gross getting a pen for Brighton uh, before uh, Vestergaard and Ings with a late penalty for Southampton. So Danny Ings is back. Congrats uh, Danny Ings on being back scoring the winner. Now there was a penalty that was given to Southampton late. Uh, did you see that one or no? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> How awful was that call? I it looked clearly like it was so what happened was a uh, uh Brighton guy tackled a Southampton guy on the edge of the box. Um the referee yeah. called it a free kick outside of the box which mm-hmm. went to looking at the replay it clearly looked he he tackled him made contact all four of their feet were outside the box goes to VAR you know, they, the VAR official can't decide the ref goes over to look at the replay. Um, and then they reverse the call and say, it's a penalty mm-hmm. for a foul in the box, which I, it doesn't make sense. If you see the replay, there's no contact. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a continuation foul and in, in the NBA where you're like on your way to the hoop. So it's a shooting foul. <laughs> I don't know. It was bananas in my opinion. Yeah. It, it didn't make sense. That was up there for one of the worst calls I've seen. And of course I have a bias because I did have a five, 
I got a half unit bet, so small one. <laughs> yeah. On the draw option, and the draw option died with that call. But I agree. I mean, I, if you're calling a foul, first of all, it was definitely outside the box. That's where the yeah. contact initiated. Um, even then, I, I, I don't. And, know. and to reverse the call with VAR, like I, I right. can see if they he called it a penalty and mm-hmm. he reversed it to be uh, a foul, you know, a free kick outside the box. But right. to go the other way is just wild. It was bananas in my opinion. So I just wanted to bring that up because, yep, yeah. I lost a bet on that. But I <laughs> covered very well the last two days. So good, good yeah, stuff. Props to you. That. Shout out DraftKings for giving free bets. <laughs> so everyone, if you're going to sign up for DraftKings, let me know because we both get free bets out of it. So that's a heads up to the listeners. Um, great site. Like I said, free money. They had the other day, Lamar Jackson – to throw a completion was plus 100. Jeez. So maximum bet of 25 bucks. So I'm like, well, I mean, unless yeah. he literally dies on the first play, I'm putting 25. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily he didn't. Um, all right, then. Let's get to our week 11 scores. Uh, before we do, you made your picks this week. I thought it was pretty funny. And Nikhil said, thanks, Brian. Uh, I can just copy these now. Maybe next time send send the text in. Makes it easier to control CV. Um, control copy and paste Um, and then you said you must be forgetting that I was the caboose for almost all of last year I wouldn't give these picks too much credit they're bound to be bad well you did pretty decent this week mate you had 19 19 points oh wow but I'll say this Nikhil on his own scored 23 Um, oh shit so Steve had 24 Nikhil had 23 Arine had 22 which was an insane week for them you had 19 Jeff 16 and I had 14. Uh, so we won't talk about that. <laughs> right. What did this do? Um, yeah, Cause we had the two, two lower scores. Well, minus the Canadian. Um, so what did this do? Well, it scrunched everything a little closer. Uh, you are still leading the way 14.55, mm-hmm. no worries on average. And I'm still in second with 14, but here come Arine at 13.9, Nikhil at 13.7 and Steve at 13.5. Then the Canadian caboose has a lot of work to do. Ooh. Jeff. You need to figure it out. You're at it's 11, possible. 11.82. It is possible. You didn't end up the caboose. No. So there's the good news there. Uh, with that said, there's only one way to get out of the basement, and that's to make some good picks. So let's do that for ourselves here. You ready for the predictions, Brian? Yes. All right. Let's start with the Friday match. Leeds. Oh, yeah, host- Friday. It is, it is Friday, right? Yes. Okay. It is the 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Friday kickup, uh, 12 o'clock for Nikhil, if Elon lets you <laughs> <laughs> Leeds and West Take a Ham. long lunch. Right. Big yike. Oh, yeah. Long lunch. You know, uh, people can talk about leaving the lights on. Or was that what it was? Uh, Leeds hosting West Ham. I've, uh, I'll let you go first. Leeds, West Ham. What do you have? I have two two to two draw with Bowen scoring for West Ham. Ooh, I like Gerard Bowen played really well. He did. Way. Yes. Shout out Gerard Bowen. We I passed him over. I should have mentioned him. I'm sure you saw some of the highlights. He yep. was, I mean, he almost set up a goal. Shout out to Robert. Good pick. I, I went one, one and I'm going back. Uh-huh. So okay. we'll see what happens there. Yep. That's a good pick. You'll see why later. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, Wolves hosting Aston Villa. What do you have in that one? I have two to one Wolves. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, I, I don't know who to pick to score for Wolves. So I picked Treore. Adama. Ooh, Treore. Adama. Is he back? Is Machamp back? He played uh, last week. Yeah, he did. Oh, no, he's yeah. been playing. I'm oh, just, back, back, like, quiet, like, like back, like scoring back. He, like he like Joe Clinton back. Joe Clinton is so back. Like, <laughs> Joe Clinton, uh, I mean, that was the name of the episode. 
So yeah, Trey Trey has been playing right wing, so he's been playing more forward. Right. It's yeah. So let's see him do something there. I got Wolves one villa too. I got the opposite. Yeah. I got Jackie G. This one is one of my upsets. This is kind of like for me the out there. Well, the, the next pick is also out there. I've got two out there picks. This is one of them. Yeah. Let's see if uh, Grealish uh, can. I'm thinking it's going to be a pen, so I'm hoping he can get on the end of a mm-hmm. penalty. Newcastle hosts West Brom. Newcastle's back from COVID. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. So what's your pick with this match at St. James's Park? I got 2-0 Newcastle with uh, Wilson. My Callum boy, Wilson Callum Wilson. Yep. I've got Callum Wilson, the goal scorer, but I've got a completely ass-backwards result. Newcastle 1, West Brom 2. Ooh, okay. I think this is a week that some madness will happen. And I'm probably going to lose for it. And I'm going to fall on your table and this table. But it's worth <laughs> if, I, if I'm right, though, I go up. So we'll see. Uh, I'm like Mikel Arteta right now. I'm throwing some wild shit out there. Manchester Derby. Uh, big game on Saturday. United uh-huh. hosting City. What do you got? I have United 0, City 3 with De Bruyne scoring. There you go. I have United 1, City 3. So I think we both have the same yeah, idea. I have United uh, have been doing well in the league but if mm-hmm. you look at look at their champions league matches they lost i think i think they lost two in a row um mm-hmm. when they play actual good teams so now they're playing an actual good team in the premier league so yeah don't see it happening right and uh yeah i have uh i have sterling is my goal score i don't think that yep. I have one three sterling city three united one. now your boys are going to everton um, is that that's late Saturday, right? That's like the two o'clock Saturday to three o'clock Saturday, like the late night Saturday game. Mm-hmm. So it's good for you that the Purdue IU game got canceled. <laughs> I wouldn't have watched that game. Any, I would have watched Chelsea over that game anyway. Absolutely. So what do you have in that one? I have uh, Everton nil, Chelsea two, uh, Pulisic scoring. We have the same score, Everton nil, Chelsea two, and I've got Olivier Giroud to keep it going. Make it seven in a row, my man. Let's see. Yep. I wasn't sure if he was going to start or I'm not sure. He might not. That's a big risk that I'm willing to take. And I'm willing to take the risk that he comes on as a sub and scores too. Yep. So Southampton hosts Sheffield. Uh, What do you have in that one? I have 3-1 Southampton with Ings scoring. There you go. I got 2-0 Southampton, Ings. Uh, Palace hosting Tottenham. So I actually have – it's Palace 1, Tottenham 2. Okay. So Tottenham are better than that, I think, but I don't know. Seems like one of those Mourinho matches where he just doesn't um, impress. And I have Kane scoring, obviously. All right. I'm hoping that I'm cursing him here. I've got Palace nil, Tottenham 2. Harry Kane is also my goal yep. scorer. Fulham hosts Liverpool. I'm going in fantasy soccer and picking up all the Liverpool players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your score in this one? I have Fulham nil, Liverpool 4, Salah score. Yep, I have the exact same thing. Nice. Nil 4, Salah. Tatley scored 2 even, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm him in fantasy this week. Stat. Um, Leicester host Brighton. This one, I, what do you have for this one? I'll tell you why it's true. I have Leicester three, Brighton one, Vardy. All right. I have Leicester one, Brighton one, Vardy. I think he'll do it. But Brighton to me has been impressive. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Leicester all of a sudden just turns it on. So they're kind of this team you don't know what to expect. And then the last match of the week, Arsenal host <laughs> Burnley. Um, uh, someone send help if, if Arsenal does not win this match. But what do you yeah. have? I mean, I'm not confident about this at all, but I, I have Arsenal you. two, Burnley nil with Lacazette scoring. I have Arsenal two, Burnley nil with reservation. I almost gave one yes. to Burnley, and I almost made it one nil Arsenal, but I, I don't care if it's only one. I just want them to win. Yeah. I'm not a bomb Yang. Uh, I yeah. think he's going to snap out of it soon, but if he doesn't, I really like the Lacazette shout because he's looked really good lately. So 
um, that's a good shout there. So everyone else, let us know your picks at the footy corner two on Twitter. Um, all right. So let me go to the draft table real briefly. Cause I think we maybe skipped that last week. Um, so Brian, you fall into second in that draft. table. Yeah. Arsenal's really killing me here. They, they are the, uh, our Ains combo of teams and he has 70 points and I'll, I'll get to announcing him. I guess another time I didn't have him on there right now, but he has 70 points. Uh, with a plus 16, you're at 67 points, plus 18. So you guys are, you, you guys have been the top all season. Yeah. I have 65 points. I'm not far behind with a negative three goal difference though. Um, and then you go a little further at Steve 54. So he's 11 points behind me with minus six and then just 10 points behind that at 44 points, minus 25 goal difference. Canadian um, caboose. Yeah. The Canadian caboose is really holding serve. And I think that's because he has, I believe he has Sheffield, and Fulham, if I'm not mistaken. So Ooh. that's a, t- I mean, I think he's kind of screwed, let's be honest. And, and I mean, to be fair, well, it's only three points, but um, mm. he has City, right? Um, no, Steve has, oh. City. he has Manchester United of all teams. Oh, okay. <laughs> so United, United is, oh, okay. Yeah, United is, they have a game in hand too. So United has a game in hand. And I think Villa uh, has but, two games in hand. Yeah, and that's for you. So you're in really good shape. Oh, yeah. So Jeff has United, United Wolves, Sheffield, and Fulham. That's who Jeff has. You have Arsenal, Tottenham, Villa, Palace. So you've been buoyed pretty well by Villa's performances in Tottenham. And obviously. Palace, too. Palace is playing well. So pretty much everyone but your first round yeah. is playing well. Yep. Um, and Arane leads away because he has Chelsea. Everton leads West Ham. Everton's dropped off, but West Ham has been pretty solid for the last pick that he had. So that was yeah. That worked out well. I know Steve has a lot of games to make up to. I think City has a game to make up. Burnley has a game to make up. Although I don't know if that'll help much. <laughs> so he has yeah. a few makeups in there, and I've I have one Newcastle COVID makeup. So, yep. All right. So let's now bounce to some of the other fun stuff. Let's go to the well. I call it the comments, but really this week we integrated almost all of the comments into the the, the segments. So. Really, the only comments to bring up here are the player of the week. Now, there was a little fun discussion on, on player of the week. Because <laughs> if we know what the hell yeah, happened, I, you know, I think that when I, when we, the, sorry, when the intern tags the, the people, the, the different accounts or the various hashtags for the team, yeah. it's basically, I think, whichever team shows up. Because, I mean, every team is tagged, but Arine said, Pedro, who's going to vote for Pedro Neto? Well, Pedro Neto won 66% of the vote. That's wild. And it's not like three people voted. We had quite a decent amount of voters. Yeah. So uh, I think Wolves fans voted. It had to have been Wolves fans. Uh, yeah. Right? Someone just found the, the hashtag <laughs> WWF, whatever it is, WWFC. Yeah, and Wolves. Pedro Doesn't Neto. surprise me. Unreal, 66%? And Riyad yeah. Mahrez, who had a hat trick. Had 21%. It was a clear, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. It's a runaway. Cavani, Aiden, Gerard Bowen, five. Um, Brian, yeah, you're the one that pointed out, quoted, Ryan, if someone votes for Pedro Nato, they're canceled. So 66% yeah. of our voters are canceled. Yep. Um, and you said you didn't vote for Nato. For the record, you voted Mares, as yep. I did too. So at that time, I think we were the only two that did. Um, voting <laughs> did pick up. It did pick up, actually. It was, there weren't that many votes then by the end of the week. There were a decent amount, so um, I guess we have to give our word to Pedro Neto. I don't know how or why or what, but congratulations, Pedro Neto. Yeah, I guess so. Congratulations, you deserve it. Um, let's now go to. We're going to get to Mount Rushmore here shortly. Um, before we do, let's go to the previous results. Mm-hmm. Um, first, let's give the interesting news of the sandwich. Right. So we, when we did the sandwich picks, 
or was it sandwiches? No, it was Thanksgiving. Sorry, Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wrote sandwiches. Unreal. <laughs> um, and I even wrote sandwiches on my list here. So no, no. Yeah. The Thanksgiving, our sandwiches one was the one before. Uh, it was a draw, right? So if everyone remembers, there was a draw between <laughs> Arine and Brian and we went to the tiebreaker and we went to Nikhil and he sent he picked this the correct winner yesterday. He said, the winner is drum roll. Me. Brian. Sorry, spoiler alert. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> he said, I tried to compare both lists and honestly had to just eliminate things. I don't personally like my first and only choice out was honey ham. Also, as a yep. Chelsea fan, this might be the only trophy Brian wins this year. So he took a swipe at both of you guys. It's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, the Honey Ham one was an interesting selection that we discussed. And, and you've said that Nikhil's made the right choice. So, Brian, yeah. you have won the second edition of our panel. And you know what? It's only right that Nikhil picked it. Because didn't he win? Or Steve won the other one, didn't he? I should have won the first one anyway. So did, did Steve or Nikhil win the first one? I should. I, should I think have. I thought Steve did, but I should have won. won. I, right. got, yeah. I got job. So we I might have, have to won. start counting who wins these massive ones. <laughs> just have like a, a fun prize at the end. Maybe not this year, but you know, who, who knows? Yeah. How long? Cause we only have a few a year. Um, so there's the winner in that one. Now uh, the one that we had on the show last week, pizza toppings. I mean, I'm sure it made everyone really hungry. Um mm-hmm. I mean, so Arine ended up winning 56% to 44. It was really close. I'm surprised it was that close. The ring should have won in a, in a runaway. <laughs> <laughs> you did say it didn't matter what I actually drafted. I only ever, ever get pepperoni and or bacon on my pizza. Arine truly yep. could have drafted poop with his fourth pick, and I still would have picked him. Nothing against Ashton's pick. They're fine. Just Arine just took my two favorites, whereas Trevor, shout out T-Mac, yep. said I feel the opposite. Pepperoni is my favorite, but the depth of Ashton's toppings get my vote. Also, pineapple is underrated, and that a lot of people came down on. Um, yeah, it, pineapple is a divisive topping, and I, I personally don't want it anywhere not anywhere near my pizza. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've I've expressed my feelings on people hating on what other people like to eat. Right, you can you can get fucked if you judge people on what they like to eat. So, <laughs> to each their own. If you, if you like pineapple, just get it. Just don't let it touch my piece. Exactly. There you go. There you go. I can respect that. I respect and meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, you let me put ketchup on my hot dog if I fucking want to. Sure. I mean, my take on that is, you know, you do whatever you want. I don't, I actually used to do it all the time. I think, you know, ever since I moved here now, I, I don't do it anymore. Um, and, and, you know, Hey, teach their own, teach their own. Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, even, uh, <laughs> so we had a, there was a big debate on basil. <laughs> a lot of people got on basil uh, and Nikhil said, I can't believe basil's winning this. Every other <laughs> pick is bomb, but basil is a bit bananas. It's not even a topping. You might as well have put salt on there as a topping. <laughs> and um, I, I think the kills mis- like, because if you get a margarita pizza, you get a big leaf of basil, don't you? Yeah. That's what I was yeah. talking about. I think yeah. So it's not like basil seasoning, mm-hmm. which, which I think, contributed oh. to some confusion oh i see people are thinking like ba- you know basil seasoning that comes on almost every pizza oh i see because yeah steve said basil basil isn't a topping it's an ingredient so but but there there is a a world of basil t- as a topping like on a margarita pizza yes so would it, would it be fair to say that basil was maybe his weakest pick and so some people pineapple might have been mine so then that was the debate who has the worst <laughs> He said something along the lines of um, basil and pepperoni versus pineapple, which I think if you compare your first and third picks to someone's fourth pick, 
you might yeah. always sound pretty good, but that's just my take. Um, right. It even got Take to the point. I, I did have defense from my wife, my wife, uh, <laughs> Caitlin said that, uh, everyone hating on pineapple is wrong. And her opinion is the only one that matters. Exactly. Right. So with that said, is she around? Well, we're going to have her, we're going to have her join in for the, uh, Mount Rushmore. This really threw me off. Yeah. Well, the reason is, is so our topic is, um, why well, I find a way to contact her. Uh, our topic to those listening is Christmas movies. Obviously we're coming on Christmas time. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what, for this year, we've actually started watching some Christmas movies every night. We used to watch a show while we ate dinner. Now we're watching uh, a Christmas movie pretty much almost, almost every night. We didn't nice. every night. Um, so yeah, we've been doing that and I've gotten privy to That's some fun. of them again and re-enjoyed some of them because you forget how good they were. And then you watch yeah. them and you're like, they might be corny, but they're nice. So have you, you guys, you said you guys have been doing some of your own Christmas movie. Watching. We, we've you watched a like few. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny was, um, fascinated. I think one day over, uh, Thanksgiving, we had, um, all three Santa Clauses, not to spoil any picks coming up, but all right. three Santa Clauses in a row just on. And uh-huh. he was kind of in and out, but you know, he, it caught his attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Allison played a, it's not a Christmas movie, but it was um, a movie always played on TV around Christmas time, Wizard of Oz. Okay. Um, which like old ass movie, but for some reason, Johnny was just like glued to the screen watching it. Really? It was wild. Yeah. He was glued to its uh, satanic occurrences. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, because there's some rumors about that movie, right? Wizard of Oz. I don't know about satanic stuff, but no, not know, satan- the, no, no. But the rumor about the Oompa Loompa, is it the Oompa Loompa that hung himself? Yeah, yeah, like that you can see in the background or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but I heard that was false, so I don't know, guys. Yeah. That didn't that didn't happen. No slander to that one. Okay, so we have uh, a special guest. So aside from the special co-host, we have a special guest, special here. episode in her Very pajamas. Special. My wife, uh, <laughs> Caitlin. Welcome to the show. I don't have a seat for you, so here you are standing. That's all right. Give her your seat and you stand. Does Be a gentleman. Sit in this sweaty wow, ball? he called you right, out. No, you I don't want to sit in your sweaty, broken chair. But thank you. <laughs> it's not broken. It'll break if I sit in it more, but it's not broken. Uh, okay, so the rules obviously are uh, Christmas movie. Uh, we've discussed that a sequel, uh, you can pick it because it's a separate mm-hmm. entity, separate movie of its own. Uh, and we're going to do a snake draft. Now, I don't know if, Caitlin, do you know what a snake draft is? I do. Okay. So, um, I will give her since she's the guest. Full uh-huh. guest. Do you want to pick first, second, or third? That's how we do it. Here. Oh so, man, I don't like that kind of pressure. Don't. You don't want to do that. No. Do you want Brian to pick then? Uh, yeah. yeah. Brian, I'll pick the order. Pick. Where do you Brian, want to I'll pick? pick the order because he's stepped in. What do you want? Uh, Caitlin's going to pick first. I'm going to go second. Afton's going to go third. Okay. All right. There you go, Caitlin. You have the first shot at your favorite Christmas movie. Oh man. There's a lot of pressure. Okay, I'm up. Yeah, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go Home Alone two. Yep. Damn it, Lost in New York. What? That is wild. Guys, I like that's it more. my favorite movie. That is wild. He obviously likes Home Alone one more. Well, we'll find out, Brian. You're up. <laughs> well, let's let me let me ask you what makes it better than the others, Caitlin. Yeah. I don't know. It's more exciting. I agree with her. It's more exciting. I like the Donald Trump is in it. You're a big Trump fan, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's actually, I forgot to mention that's exactly why I like that movie. Has nothing to do with Trump. I like the pigeon lady. Yep. I like the huge tree. 
that they find each other at. I mean, mm. okay. Of- I'm a big fan of the hotel scene. Yeah. I love the hotel scene. The, uh, yeah, so that that's that's we'll leave that at there. So Brian, what's your pick? Then I had a feel maybe. I think I've seen Home Alone ten times more than I've seen Home Alone two. Is that well, your? Well, maybe first that's pick? your problem. That's <laughs> it, maybe it could be. Yeah, it's just not as uh, accessible. Home Alone is not my pick. My pick is Christmas Vacation. Okay. Christmas. Vacation. Yep. Another Chicago. Another another uh, Chicago movie. It is. You know what we've been noticing? Almost every Christmas movie seems to have some partial setting in Chicago. All the ones yeah. we've been watching. It is. It's a bit crazy. It is. Illinois plates, or at least suburbs of it. So mm-hmm. Christmas yep. Vacation. What about that? Brings it to the top for you. Chevy Chase. It's a classic one. It's just hilarious. It like I love Chevy Chase's just kind of dry humor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's just so quotable with uh, um, cousin Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, Shitter's full, you know that stuff. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. It's one that I haven't seen in a while. I have to watch the. We're gonna have oh, to it's, it's on our list. We have the. It's, yeah, it's, it's a classic. It's we might great. have to watch that this year. Yeah, um, this year we're trying to watch a bunch of Christmas movies. So yep. we're going to put that on there. It's 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 a top movie, and you absolutely should watch it. He wears right. a Blackhawks jersey for part of it. Yeah, there we go. That's true. Action sold. That's yeah. true. Oh yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the the neighbors Elaine from Seinfeld is a neighbor, and mm-hmm. um, there's a couple interactions that that are really funny. I, I could just quote the entire movie, but I'm not going to. Brian, actually, we're just going to hand the pod to you to quote the whole movie yeah. for the rest of the show. No longer the footy part. And then where we'll are you going to put a tree that big, Clark? Yes. Send over and I'll show you. You got, a lot, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. We have an intro. And, and just like that, we have an intro. Um, so I'll, I'll step up and go. I wanted Home Alone too. I'll go Home Alone regular. Home Alone regular. Home Alone regular. regular. OG. Okay. Uh, I just think it's such a great series. of. Well, let me... Let me repeat. Let me fix that. One and two are great, in my opinion. So, I uh, like three. I think Home Alone three. Is but so three good. is not as good. It, like, it doesn't have Kevin McAllister. It's it not as but I good. I still like it. I'm pretty sure I own it. Yeah, on VHS. No, it's good. <laughs> on VHS, yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's not elite like the other two. No, it's not a classic Christmas movie. Right. So, like for instance, let Fair. me give you an idea. Home Alone one and two are like how Liverpool and Chelsea are playing this year. Home Alone three is Arsenal. Okay, so. <laughs> here yeah. sorry i got a pc there um and then i have another pick see this is the nice thing about being the, yep. the snake person and i have a lot that i like to pick so i kind of wish you guys had eliminated a few more by this point but be- because of what we've just seen um i really do enjoy the santa claus yeah damn it yeah so i got i'm a big fan of the santa claus and it's and um you just took brian's second third and fourth pick <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i only took one of them i mean uh, <laughs> oh yeah true it, it's true that that Tim Allen lost weight or gained weight for this. Wait, really? Yeah. Did you hear about that? I mean, he didn't gain all the weight. He's in a fat suit. Right. He didn't gain he all the weight. Decent, right. But he gained a decent amount Can of weight for this role. you imagine if he gained I, all of that weight? Guys, guys, I'm I, I, right now. He gained a decent amount of weight. I wish I was a movie star that could gain weight for a movie role. Right. and then, But then you'd have to lose it, mate. Do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah, Mac, uh, Macklin, he gained uh, weight for yeah, Rob yeah. Macklin. He gained so much weight and he was so fat mm-hmm. just to prove it, it was all muscle. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's incredible though how he yeah, the body transformation back and forth. Yeah. And now he owns Wrexham in England. Yes. <laughs> yep, him and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Good stuff there. So uh Brian, you're up next. Oh yeah. Elf. 
Obviously, yeah. you go, Will Ferrell. Ah, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> that one. Me. Instant classic. What's the thing next door thing? Yeah. I, I watched that movie five, at least five times every Christmas season. <laughs> we'll have to watch that this year. Too. It's amazing. One. I agree. Very funny. Uh, Caitlin, you're up for two picks. All right. Okay. So I think I'm going to go with my first pick, or I guess second pick technically, with um, It's a Beautiful Life. Oh, nice. Yep. It's mm-hmm. a Wonderful Life. Is that what it is? Oh, did I write it wrong? No. Oh, I believe it's called It's a Wonderful Life, not It's a Beautiful Life. It is life. actually. Scratch that. Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, which it, it's, it's actually been first on a lot of lists that I've seen. It's, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's, one, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, it's funny. I don't know if I've seen it. You know, I've, I've only seen you know it once. once. Life is yeah. beautiful, which is not a Christmas movie. No, <laughs> do not, would not choose that for this. So are you keeping okay. it's a wonderful life? Yeah, I'm keeping. Okay. What else do you have? I just said it wrong. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go with jingle all the way. Damn it. Uh, I'm a big Arnold guy. I also have that one on VHS in case anybody's interested. <laughs> the Jake Jake Lloyd, um, Anakin Skywalker fame. Yes, that movie. yeah, you're right, and and that's where we have what it's Arnold against Sinbad, isn't it? Sinbad, yep. <laughs> that's a great one. We have to watch that one. That, I mean, like this week. Okay, uh, Brian, you're up next. Okay, easy pick here. Die Hard. Yes, I knew somebody yes! was going to pick it. It was I, on my list. I've never seen it. We so. have to. I'm going to show it through this year on our Christmas movie. Yes. Christmas. So so there's always a there's <laughs> there's always a debate of if is this a Christmas movie or not, mm-hmm. and I it, it's kind of old at this point. Like people just go back and forth. You're you're tired of it. But it, I recently heard the most convincing argument of why it is a Christmas movie. It's because really? the plot is reliant on it being christmas as opposed to a movie like um i think lethal weapon takes place at christmas but that movie could also take place in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. die hard is a christmas movie because the robbers or you know the um don't ruin it brian i haven't no, seen you it. can mention this well, no this, this is like the basic plot the heist okay. the, the heist people need it to be christmas to get into the office building to rob it mm-hmm. um with, they need people there. They need a small amount of people there that they can hold hostage, but not too many people there, like, you know, during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can't be empty because you need that leverage of the hostages. Mm-hmm. So it has to be Christmas. And Christmas is the reason that Bruce Willis is there in the first place. Um, so that's on our list, but we don't know which streaming service has it. Uh, I don't know. We have to look up YouTube TV does not or hasn't had. Oh, it on I'm their sure. List. So, I mean, we have Hulu. We have. Netflix. You might be able to get Netflix. it from like rent it from Amazon for three bucks. Yeah. Oh, there we hey, go. Well, we, we have Amazon have Prime. Prime. It, it's oh, worth. Yeah. yeah, it's worth it getting on. Which we still have to watch on Apple or whatever. The Ted Lasso thing. Yes, Ted Lasso. Unrelated to Christmas movies, but you absolutely have to watch Ted Lasso. You, just you will love face? it, Caitlin. Did you see that? Thank you. I this promise. Give it a chance. I promise. Like my parents who don't give a shit about soccer. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad, my dad likes soccer. He, he's right. a listener of the pod. Yeah, they, they both love Ted Lasso. Um, Allison loved Ted Lasso. Allison's parents love Ted Lasso. Like everyone loves Ted Lasso if you watch see? it. Give it a chance. Give it I a promise chance. you'll like it. I'll if you don't, you can you can you can come at me. She she we gave her I gave in betweeners a chance for her. She liked in betweeners. So. I did. Yeah. I liked in betweeners. This is better have, than in betweeners. Brian, I have to give you credit. You you've given us a couple really. I have good taste. In betweeners, Shit's Creek was Schitt's you Creek. told Schitt's us about Creek. it first. Yep. We were on that bandwagon years ago because of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Schitt's Creek, Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso are in terms of like comedy, um, at the same and heart, like, how do you say that? Like it's full of heart, but also hilarious. Mm -hmm. There we go. It's kind of like the same, similar to Schitt's Creek. So now we, all right, I'll I'll have to give it a chance. Top lad, you sold her. All right. Now back to the Christmas list here. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I get two picks to close it out and I, I'm going to leave some off. So we, we got to do honorable mentions at the end. Okay. Honorable mentions at the end. But uh, so one that, I got to pick one that we just saw that was freaking hilarious. Oh, I oh no. Oh, no. Uh, office Christmas Party. Have you seen uh, <laughs> you That see? was my next pick. And that was literally anybody, my next pick. If anybody listening has oh, seen it, holy shit. go watch it. That is tonight. such a fucking funny movie with um, Jason Bateman, Jennifer Jason. Aniston. Yes. Um, There's a lot. DJ Miller. Lot There's a lot of really funny people. The, oh, the um, DJ. Shout yes. out. Um, shout out. The guy from Get Out, right? No, that's a different guy. Uh, or, or he's from sorry, he's from what was the movie that the the guy had had cancer and oh. the lady was trying to bang everyone and. But you know, also shout out to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler made Jimmy Butler's in it. Yes, <laughs> that yes. was a. But okay, so I don't know how. The, so the very first night we decided to do this thing, uh, we had a list, but I was like, you know what, just let's see what YouTube has, and it was like the first movie or the second one. I'm yeah. like, I don't think I've seen this one. And I was oh like, man, it's I, I never Kate even McKinnon. Heard so if we had the, the dude that sorry what was that um uh the dude that uh hires the prostitute to be his date that <laughs> yes that was amazing i mean it, the whole thing was incredible can you imagine though being at I, that kind of a party i actually yeah, that told is my wild. parents to watch it so yeah <laughs> i mean i cannot imagine being at that party um but it was great you know uh warning great there's a little bit of nudity in there but yes it's 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 a hard r right it's yeah but it's still i mean it's hilarious who cares it's not like we haven't seen any of these things before a little bit of nudity a lot of cocaine yes (laughs) much a lot of cocaine and so yeah that one was great again sorry we wouldn't have had that on either of our lists had we not run into it so you can blame youtube tv i i I was gonna draft it (laughs) so and finally for the last one I, you know, I'm a big comedy guy, so I have to stick to my genre, even though, man, I don't know now. There are two really good ones. You know what? I don't think I have a classic on my list. I have all funny movies. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with somewhat of a classic that's still funny. I know Brian hates this one. Brian, you mentioned you hate this one. I remember I've mentioned this to you before, but I really like A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. I don't oh. like that one. Older I mean, it, it, I, yeah. I understand it's a classic. Everyone yeah. loves it, but yeah. I, I do not like that one. It wasn't I, even on my list. I, I just had to put it on here because it's a, for yep. me, it's a classic. It was, I'll tell you what it was between if no one picks it, but I, I just have to put it there. You know, you got the classic kid who sticks his tongue on the, on the pole, yeah. the air <laughs> rifle, wanting the air rifle. And yeah, uh, if you ever want action to like a movie or show you make, put a dumb kid in it. <laughs> yes. And he's sold. <laughs> The kid nice. that did that, the kid that played the kid who, who licked the pole, he was in something recently. Do you remember? I do not. He was in a show recently. I was like, man, I seen him growing up. So, so the main the main kid from A Christmas Story is um, an elf. Uh, yeah, an elf. An elf. He's one of the um, oh, Christmas really? elves. Oh. An elf. Yep. Oh, I have to be on the lookout for that when we watch it. Yeah, but he's one of the like. I think he's like the um, toy production line, like chief elf with a little really list or whatever yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to we'll have to everyone keep an eye on that we'll have to watch that when we watch elf and, and finally before i let you pick i found out what it was the, the guy licking the pole uh uh-huh. he done that show the goldbergs that i was telling you about 
Oh um, yeah, he knows the producer, oh, and so he was on the show. Yeah, that's right. Because they they reenacted. He went to. He actually went scene. to like school with him. To so William Penn, yeah, nice. exactly. So, um, all right, Brian, is your last pick? Make it count. Okay, I'm between two. Mm-hmm. Uh, right choice. One is a classic one that I'm I'm afraid people won't approve. Like the voters, the the voters of this uh, Twitter poll won't like. Be true to yourself. I feel like I could guess which movie. Be true to yourself. I did pineapple. They won't like either. Yeah, that's true. Um, God, uh, be like Jeff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Love Actually. Okay, oh. okay, because it's it's a bit more fun to watch than my other pick. No, oh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what that other pick was oh, at the man. end. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Love Actually, it, it's got some funny scenes. Hugh uh, Hugh Grant is really funny in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a little nudity if you're a little horny. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. It, it, it's got some hearts. Um, the the Brit- the two British or the one British dude that goes to America because he just thinks all the girls are just love British dudes. Mm-hmm. He ends up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Walks into a <laughs> random bar, and then there's just four gir- gorgeous girls that are just like hanging all over him, mm-hmm. just because he's British. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely, and and that that goes along with us watching soccer and loving the British accent. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Caitlin, round us out. Oh man. Okay. So I'm really between, I'm between two, but I, I feel like I have to speak more to this audience. Uh Oh, maybe y'all can't. Well, I feel like the, the younger audience. What are the two? What are the two? Well, I'll I'll do my pick first and then I'll give you my runner up. So I think I'm going to go with the Grinch who stole Christmas. Okay. Okay. But I was also thinking miracle on 34th street. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But I just don't, I don't, I feel like Arine wouldn't vote for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a direct shout, shot, dude. So let's do honorable mentions. Um, I'll let, you know, we'll go in the other order. Caitlin, what were your honorable, what other picks did you have that didn't go? You can just list them out. Well, obviously Santa Claus too. Okay, yeah. yep, I had that one there, so I'll cross <laughs> Not, not as bad, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty decent. We just watched it last night, actually. Yeah. We actually didn't know there was a third one, so that's what we're going to watch next. Yes. Yeah. Don't know how it is. Um, what else? Did you have anything else on there? That's your oh, I stuff? have a lot. I was just going to give other people a chance. Oh, okay. Yep. Brian, what are your honorable mentions? So I, I got a couple. Uh, White Christmas was the old one mm-hmm. that um, I almost picked. It's one that we Allison loves and we watch every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always yeah. tear up a little bit at the end. Um, dusty chopping some onions. Yeah, and then and the music in it is good. Another mm-hmm. one that I, I brought up last year is Noel. Mm-hmm. A new uh, Disney Plus movie with Anna Kendrick, who I love, um, and it's it's a legit. I, I I think it's good. I really love Anna Kendrick. I saw it on a list. M- Max is, it good? is very into Anna Kendrick. Yeah, no. yeah. It has a uh, Bill Hader in it. Um, it's 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 quality. Bill Hader is top. We'll have yeah, to I'm watch that on my list as well. Noel, I, I saw it yeah. on some list, but I hadn't seen it, so I couldn't put it down. Yeah, um, and then two more. One is, uh, I almost took this just for the banter, Lego Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> I hadn't known that was coming. It's pretty awesome. I haven't seen it. Um, if you like Star Wars, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, so I like then, Star Wars, Caitlin, you Legos, when we combine. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Lego has nothing to do with it other than how it looks. Right. And then I forget what the other one that I was going to say was, so never mind. All right. Well, I'll go with my um, honorable mentions. And I usually don't have a lot, but I'll give – I had three more somehow. Um, The one I was debating between A Christmas Story with the other one was uh, The Night Before, 
with Seth Rogen and uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. That one is hilarious to me. I, that movie's really funny. We have really to actually funny. put that on our list, too. Um, that was the one I was going to put instead of A Christmas Story. I probably would have gotten more votes. But, again, <laughs> had to have a classic. You have to diversify, you know, just like your portfolio. <laughs> um, the other two I had on here were Four Christmases. Oh, I had that on my mm-hmm. list. That's not bad. Oh. Christmases top. And then ba- Bad Santa. So, bad Santa. I have, actually haven't seen Bad, seen bad Santa. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. I'm hoping it doesn't yeah. suck now that I've grown up a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah. So <laughs> an, another one that that's, I didn't like it at first. I always thought it was cheesy, but we, I've watched it a couple times because Allison likes it. It's Christmas with the Cranks. Yo, oh, we actually we, saw, we just that saw that it. one too. A, yeah. Another Tim yeah. Allen. It, yes. That one actually, it's got a little heart too. I I, mm-hmm. I don't mind it so much. Yeah, uh-huh. I agree with you. It did have the corniness factor, but it was still. It, yeah, I, I still liked it. I thought the neighbors were all shitheads until they helped out in the end. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> all, I was I, like, these neighbors suck. I'd move. What is? Yeah. <laughs> I have to give another shout out to the classic, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, I, mean, I saw that on a lot of lists. Yeah, you have to respect that. Respect the biz and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, is that the That's one? With a the Halloween little, movie. Yeah, Jack Skellington. Sillington. What'd you say? It's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. I consider it a Christmas movie. Damn. That's fair. Showdown. All right. So we'll see who the people vote for. See what happens. Everyone enjoy all of these movies, right? And if we missed anything, to those that are listening at the Footy Corner too, we'd love to hear if we missed anything, even our honorable mentions. I think we covered a lot of good Christmas. Yeah, we sure did. We did. Um, uh, Caitlin, before you you leave us, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to know your predictions in the Premier League. Oh, God. (laughs) Gotta, I gotta make this a little interesting here before we. So I'll give, I'll show you the standings. Well, you already know who I think is going to take the top seed. Who's going to win the league? Beaverhampton, obviously. What? Beaverhampton. <laughs> Lady, they're right here. They're sixteen. Hold on, no, no. Seriously, lucky, who's going to win the lucky league? Lucky number. If you who's if you get these right, the you get league? some sort of award. Wait, I, I have to. Li- what do you mean these right? How many am I? I'm going to have you do a couple things here. So the first exercise is who's going to win the league. Okay, so just number one. Yeah. You better not pick who's in first right now. I would never. I need a roof <laughs> over my head, and I don't want to get kicked out of the house. She knows better. Um, how many games are left? Uh, twenty. Oh, so we, we have a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Man City. Okay. So, oh, they're not okay. So Caitlin says Man City, but they're all close. In Lucky points. number seven. Okay. Who, uh, what are the three teams? You see where they stand now. Points mm-hmm. are here. What three teams will get relegated? Probably Leeds. Oh, okay. West Brom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what? I'm going to go Burnley, too. Really? And Sheffield's going to jump them. Sheffield with one point. Them. Yep. <laughs> so you got West Brom, Burnley, and Leeds. West Brom and Leeds are the new guys this year. So I think you, because you hadn't heard much of them, I'm thinking that's why you. You've selected them, right? I really have no rhyme or reason to this. <laughs> so the rest of the top four. Man City was first. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be second, third, and fourth? So, well, we all know the real winner, like I said, is Beaverhampton. But okay. after that, Shout we'll, out go, Beavs. we'll so go. We got City one. Yeah. We're going to go Arsenal two. Woo! Yeah. She knows better. <laughs> This is, I, I need her table to happen. Then, then we'll have Liverpool. Okay. No, and then, you know what? I think you know Aston Villa is going to make a comeback. For <laughs> <her>. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> this is wild. You can tell she spends a lot of time with Afshin and Areen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, and then shout out Beaverhampton. Shout out Beaverhampton. All right. Well, uh, Brian, do you have any questions for Caitlin in regards to soccer or movies or anything? I'm before very, I'm very in the know. So, um, you're muted. <laughs> I I was about to eat a cracker and then he popped a question on me. Um, <laughs> nothing about the Premier League, but are you excited to hopefully play some more soccer maybe next summer in a oh rec league? God. Hopefully, would, fingers crossed. Yes, I would love to. Mm-hmm. I help, help you get in shape for the wedding. Hey, listen, Absolutely. I've been doing a lot of living room workouts. And yeah. I'm not saying you're out of shape. Please don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> right, right. Been training a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kicked a tennis ball for Maeve a couple times. She didn't get it. <laughs> like <laughs> so she didn't understand it. it or she didn't go retrieve it? Uh, I think a, a combination <laughs> of all of the above. I think she's lazy and she also doesn't understand. <laughs> the game of fetch. She wouldn't get up. Yep. I played I played fetch with Martha with one of uh, Olive's toys the other day. <laughs> How many times did she go get it? Like three or four. Nice. That's impressive. Now, yeah. soon you got to teach her how to fetch a beer for you. I know. Yeah. Johnny's already t- a top lad when it comes to that. Nice. Oh, really? Does he do it like while you're playing FIFA? You're like, oh, can you get me a beer? <laughs> I don't play FIFA with him or what he's oh. like. Well, he's, as you, you said he's attempted to play it, right? Yeah, he he's he's working on it. He's more of a Mario <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy. The old unplugged controller, or I guess oh, now they're probably wireless, yeah. so controller they, with the battery out or something. Yeah, but they're rechargeable batteries, and then if you push yeah. one of the buttons, they automatically. I've I've tried it. Trust me, and it, it doesn't work. <laughs> and, and he just joins the game all you of a sudden. You need to go yeah. buy a broken one to give to him. Yeah, before he <laughs> understands what's going on with it, because they'll yeah. learn pretty quick. Yeah, so, they like, do. like you said. All right. Uh, so, Caitlin, do you want to stick around for nonsense or? Nope. You... Um, all I'll say is vote Caitlin for president of Christmas. All right. So there you have it. <laughs> uh, we're our Mount Rushmore of Christmas. We'll put the polls up. All right. Don't forget your water. Thank you. Thanks for the hot chocolate. It was very good. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Caitlin. See ya. Good night. <laughs> she said good night. If you, I don't know if you heard it on the. Uh, microphone. This microphone does a really good job of just picking up certain, certain noises. So awesome. Okay. Uh, let's finish it out with one more bit on the comments. We have our votes for the nonce of the week winner from last week and they are in and the winner, I don't know why I didn't have this queued up is Barcelona, Barcelona for not paying their players. 50% of the vote went to them. 33% went to Claudio Fernandez, who was the lad that put his that took a selfie with Maradona's open casket. Oh my god, I voted for him. That was awful. So did I. I think people didn't vote for him. I think some of the problem with this is they see the name of the person and they don't know what that person did. Right. So they didn't read the other comments. So I'm gonna maybe I'll work on a system where I can shorthand something else because I think he would have won. And then there was Emmanuel Dennis who had a vote. He was the crotch grabber. I don't know if you saw him grabbing that dude's, mm-hmm. that dude's nuts two times in the game. Um, hey, you do what you need to do to win the game. I guess, I guess so. Uh, so there were the, um, the picks. The winner was Barcelona. Uh, you voted. You also voted Claudio Fernandez. So I think we were mm-hmm. the ones that voted Claudio Fernandez. Yeah. So there's that. So now it's time for this week's Nonce of the Week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have good candidates. We have very good candidates, <laughs> I think. Yep. Um, the first one actually is one you sent. 
mm-hmm. right after it happened, Steve agreed that it absolutely was non-serie. Um, and this occurred in a uh, Texas high school football game. Actually, since you said it, do you want to yeah. go over what happened? I'll let yeah, you so it. this is a, I think it was a, uh, a high school football playoff game in Texas. And everyone mm-hmm. knows how massive high school football is in Texas. Oh, yeah. So the, <clears throat> this guy, I, like an all-around talent for Edinburgh High School, Named mm-hmm. Emmanuel Duran. Yep. Um, like he's a linebacker. He also, I think he does their kicking and punting as well. Yeah, really like, good player. He's just like they're a really good player. Mm-hmm. He got ejected in the game. Um, I, I don't know, I forget what he did, but he got ejected. He was on the sidelines when when the ref announced the ejection. Mm-hmm. He ran out onto the field and body slammed the ref that ejected him. Unreal. Like physically assaulted this dude. Mm-hmm. And obviously he got escorted away from the field by police mm-hmm. and their team went on to win the game, but no thanks to him. No. Like he, he's their best all around player. And for one, don't get ejected for two. Don't physically assault someone. Yeah. That's, that's nonsense. It was unreal. Right it was there. a complete blind sight. So he's up for it. We also have uh Hesse Rodriguez, um, <laughs> the former, I mean, he was a big up and comer for mm-hmm. uh, Real Madrid. Then he played for Stoke City, and we were like, what? Uh, and now he was recently with PSG, but Paris Saint-Germain have sacked Hesse Rodriguez after he was embroiled in a sex scandal, which left a stain on the French club. Uh, he's accused of cheating on his reality TV star girlfriend with her, with her model friend. Um, Jesus. Hesse was also, and this is the main reason I put him up here, or uh, nominated him. He's also caught at a party in Grand Canaria flouting social distancing protocols and without the necessary face mask. Um, Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, six months before his contract's up, he's been sacked. Was he on Stoke that year that they had, like, more Champions League winners than anyone else in the Premier League? (laughs) Yeah, and then they were probably relegated. What, the year after? Was that the year they were relegated? I think it was a year after. Which is, I mean, which is unreal. They had him. They had Shakiri. Yep. Um, who else did they? Have? I, they had I don't remember. Boyan, uh, Kirkic. Did Did Peter Crouch ever win? Was he on Liverpool when they won? Uh, maybe. I think so. Yet, well, no, 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 no. He's not that old. Shout out to Peter Crouch. He, he's one of Caitlin's favorite players. He is that old. <laughs> that is true. Wait, he was on Liverpool two thousand. Five to two thousand. So he won the, so he I won think the Champions was, League then. He was on the Champions League winning team. Liverpool. Yeah. So there yeah. You go. Uh, no, no, he did not. Um, Champions League runner-up with Liverpool in two thousand six. So he joined them right after they won the Champions League. Oh, right after Istanbul, I think. Right. Oh man. Sorry. Been seen. <laughs> <Side-tracked>. <laughs> yeah. So we got yeah Emmanuel Duran, who you said Hesse Rodriguez, another one. This one was a bit interesting. We we thought we were kind of staying away from. The racist stuff, but I mean, it's popped this head up again <laughs> well, yeah. this week. I mean, you can't ignore to avoid, right? You can't ignore what's happened here. Um, in the Millwall match, um, the fans were booing the players. You know how they do the the uh, kneel down before the game mm-hmm. um, for for racial equality and such. And so, uh, yeah, the Millwall fans booed. I think it was in their game against Derby County. Wayne mm-hmm. Rooney was quite upset with what he had seen. He said he was very disappointed, yeah. and surprised by the booing of the Millwall fans. Um, and, and it said there were some sad scenes at the den. So the Millwall fans for booing players, many of their own who were in support of this. And I don't know if you saw the, the sequel to this part. Did you mm-hmm. see um, what QPR did the other day? Yep. When they 
QPR scored uh, a goal and he did a kneel down right in front of the, the fans. That was that's, that was awesome. that's solid. That's great. <laughs> I hate I hate QPR, but man, that's that was hilarious. that was great. You had to admit that was a pretty good one. They they earned a, a, another level of respect for me. For there that. you yeah there you go. Yeah, I mean sometimes you gotta be like eh. yeah Millwall. <laughs> I mean they already have have been marred by some issues. Yes but. yeah for sure. Now here's another one. This is one that developed re- very recently. Yep. Champions League game, uh, PSG and Istanbul. I'm just going to say Istanbul. Um, the match was abandoned after players walked off the pitch during the Champions League clash uh, due to an alleged racist incident. Uh, the game did resume today. So mm-hmm. for those listening tomorrow, resumed yesterday with a new fourth official because. Um, Pierre Weibo, the uh, the Istanbul assistant manager, he was sent off, and mm-hmm. he claimed that he was subject to racial bru- abuse from the fourth official Sebastian uh, Coltescu, who's it is important to note he's Romanian, mm-hmm. and I think in in his language, um, and it wasn't like the N word N word. Um, he he said uh, I think it's Negru, Negru which Negru. is Romanian for black, black. right. And so I think when he was describing the coach, he said that term and, uh-huh. and, well, to the ref. When he was telling the ref about, hey, you know, the ref was saying, what's the problem? Who's the problem with? And to point him out, uh, that's what he said. He, he said, yes. I think that the, the black guy or whatever. Yeah. And this sent Weibo into a, a frenzy. He was really mad. The players were upset. Did you see Dembaba? What he did? I did I, no, I didn't see Dembaba there. Oh. Oh man, you must see this. This is really, really cool. On uh, a big thing on social media going around, um, he vociferously went at uh, the the fourth official. Um, if I can find the quote, that'd be amazing. But he said something along the lines of, um, "Here it is. He can be heard saying, you never say this white guy, you say this guy. So why oh, are you yeah. mentioning him? Why do you mention black? You know, see what yeah. this black guy." Um, Kylian Mbappe tweeting as saying, say no to racism and we were with you. Uh, as I said, both teams walked off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Now I think, uh, you know, in, in a response to it, because they weren't going to change the fourth official, the, the match official said, we'll bring a guy in from the VAR truck. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they existed right outside the stadium, <laughs> but they said they were going to bring the VAR truck out and move him into the VAR truck. And they said, Nope, we don't want him to have anything to do with this game. Um, I think this gives us a chance to discuss it a little bit too, uh, because you know a lot of people are saying, "Well, it was a bad incident," but in his language, this is what it means, and yeah. different languages have different connotations. I have a small take. I'm curious what your you know brief take is on this this moment. Well, I, I can imagine what Irene's take would have been <laughs> yes. if you were the one talking about that. Um, I have a feeling he, he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, he would think a, a bigger deal was made out of it than than it should have been. I would, I will actually, Which, I'd like you to tweet to us at the footy corner to what you think. Yeah. Um, so, and I saw a lot of that online of, he was just saying black in his own language. It, it just happens to sound like right. a, a racial slur. Um, but the person that is offended by what you, you can't choose how the person is going to react to what you say. If I'm right. offended, it's not my fault. I'm offended. It's your fault that you offended me. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the ref certainly didn't do anything to calm the situation down or to um, explain himself. He he didn't have to phrase it the way he did, and, and maybe most people wouldn't have taken it that way. But 
you have to know that some people might take it that might take it as racial abuse, especially yeah. in this day and age. You know, I can see Irene calling me a snowflake for that, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it, and me being a privileged middle-aged white male, I have no experience with any kind of discrimination other than pretty girls in high school and college discriminating <laughs> me because I was an ugly nerd. <laughs> I don't think that's quite quite on the same level as someone being discriminated for the color of their skin. That is wild. So, uh, you know, my my take ultimately doesn't matter. And I'm going to side with the person that feels they're being discriminated against because that's their prerogative, I guess. I guess you could say if. Well, I think your take matters. You can't say your take doesn't matter, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But. Considering the the history of racism in the world, like for all of history, um, it, it's it's a lot to overcome. It, you can't just um, wave wave little stuff away because you think it's not bad. Like it's it's little stuff now. Then how much is it next time? And it, it little little plus little plus little ends up being a lot, right. and it just gets out of hand. And you know. It, I, I think the the Istanbul coach was was right to be incensed, and and the players were right to to make a prove a point by walking off the pitch. And I commend the PSG players from joining them. I, they didn't really have a choice, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, you know that that's the state of the world we live in, and it takes something like that to bring attention to it. And if 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 this convinces two people in the world to maybe change their views on, on racism and be a better person than it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and my, my take on it too, is I, you know, to an extent I'll say I agree because, you know, you sit there and, and you say, yes, in different languages, one thing can mean something. One thing can mean another one thing can mean this. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, if you're within that culture, if you are Hungarian and that's what the Hungarians do and you're with other Hungarians, fine, do that. If that's what you guys do and that's normal, that's fine. I think that you have to have a level uh, of awareness of where you are when you're doing what you're doing. Uh, Not to say, Oh, Hey, because I'm in front of people, I need to not be racist. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is if culturally it's okay with you and culturally it's okay with people and that's what you guys do in your culture, that's fine. But now you're in champions league, which is a yeah. multicultural event. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, you know, so we have teams. Uh, I mean, the teams are from Turkey and France, but we have players from all over the world playing in this game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we also have uh, on top of it, the players are kneeling before the match. <laughs> right. To raise awareness for what's going on. So how, in my opinion, the, the reason I'm upset with this ref is yes, I get it. You're identifying the guy that's your identifier for him. Mm -hmm. And that might be fine. But again, you have to realize, okay, let me have a sense of awareness. Let me think of where I am before I'm saying what I'm saying, because, you know, I think he, he lost it there by doing that. Yeah. I agree. Yes. That, that man, that particular guy that he pointed out does have black skin. And he might point out a man that has white skin and call him that again, if that's okay in that culture, in that area, that's fine. But when, especially when we're doing this kneeling thing, especially when we're bringing awareness to this, uh, the injustices that have been brought about 
how can you be so, so uh, I don't know, na- naive, I guess, about what's going on around you. Yeah. And you didn't notice that that was a, a problem. You know, right. like you said, like you said, if it's not for you to decide if it's offensive. Yeah, exactly. Who can you say it to? Um, and, I, and I agree with that take now, you know. So like I said, the people that say people have their culture, you're right. Go do it in your culture. Don't do it when you're out and in, in, in around other people. I, I am very interested to see what Arian says. I think he'll come at us. Yeah, I, I do want to apologize to all the footy corner fans for not arguing with you vehemently <laughs> saying you're wrong and that this isn't bad. And um, people need to lighten up and have thicker skin. Cause that's what uh, <laughs> I'm guessing. That's what Irene would have said. It would have been a, a, a nice long um, discussion to put it lightly between you two. I, I will say <laughs> we're on the um, same page. So yeah, as much less as, exciting, <laughs> I will say you're right. As much as that sometimes gets under our skins when we're recording in the end, I think that does bring entertainment, but I think this, again, you have to put your, serious issue, you know, hat on and say, Hey, this is what I think. And if that's what you think, it is what it is. So, um, honorable mention. So we'll put him up there. The fourth official from the match we'll add to the list. Um, so the, uh, honorable mentions I have here, uh, Stoke city, disgraceful changing facilities. Uh, apparently because you can't be in locker rooms anymore. Um, they've set up like temporary changing rooms, uh, and, there was a manager. I mean, it's slipping my mind right now. They went to Stoke. Uh, I'm pulling it up right here. Let me get it. Uh, Neil Warnock, our boy. Neil oh, Warnock. Yeah. Good old Neil. Yeah, led, led uh, Middlesbrough to Stoke and said their facilities were, quote, absolutely disgraceful. The toilets were blocked <laughs> and the floor was flooded. And he hopes that Middlesbrough does the same for the Potters if they visit in 2021. So whew, he's a madman. Uh, so Stoke for just shit conditions what it looks like um just adding to that mythos of uh visiting stoke on a cold rainy tuesday (laughs) you're right shitty locker rooms (laughs) shitty locker rooms uh then there's i don't know if you've heard lately um larsa pippen uh i don't know if she's an estranged wife of scotty's or or what the deal is there scotty pippen famous chicago bulls player yeah and his son scotty pippen jr plays for vanderbilt and now he's dealing with tweets because his mom is uh, dating uh, Malik Seeley. Is that the name? A basketball player. Someone is a basketball player. I'm going to find out who it is. Uh, Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley. That's what Malik Seeley used to play a long time ago. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Malik. I think Malik Seeley passed away too. So uh, RIP him. Uh, Malik Beasley, who's like in his 20s. And she is. 24. Not, yeah. Yeah. She. 19 no that's scotty pippen scotty pippen was born in 1965 anyway um she's definitely not his age um she was 1974 so that would put her july of 74 what do we have brian 46 46 uh yeah 45 46. i don't jeez yeah because she, she don't even had know what year it is yeah, 46 so 46 <laughs> And she's dating a 24-year-old. So that's a bit non- Who is married? Malik Beasley is married. Yeah. Right. So that's a bit of nonsery, if you ask me. Yeah. Literal nonsery. Um, so there was that one as well. This one isn't that bad. Um, some of you may have heard the UNLV quarterback. Uh, pretty funny story about him. Uh, he got in trouble. Um, his name is Max Gilliam, if you've heard of him. Uh, he is in trouble for eating sushi off of a nude model on a reality TV show. 
<laughs> so good, good on him. <laughs> you may say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but it didn't happen. Uh, yeah. And he was on a private yacht in the Caribbean on a show <laughs> called Below Deck. Have you ever heard of that one? Probably. I think I have heard Below Deck. I've heard of it. So apparently, Isn't it some he, trashy MTV reality show. Yes, it's, it's a, trashy, a trashy Bravo TV reality show. Oh, Bravo, my bad. I mean, same, same thing almost, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, apparently he was on there, uh, yeah, eating sushi off a nude model uh, on the episode. He was there with two friends and three girlfriends uh, on a boat that they claimed that they paid for. They weren't given benefits. Uh-huh. Um, so, but they were, they're in trouble of some, I don't know what exactly the punishment is, but, um, apparently he was called out by his coach, uh, for <laughs> poor judgment. So, uh, he had to apologize yeah. for it, even though he claims eating raw fish off a naked woman was not his idea. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that, uh, that was pretty bananas wow. that we mentioned, uh, that one. Uh, and there's one more actually that just came up that popped up during our episode. Oh, shit. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has been fined by the Confederation of African Football, CAF, for uh, on his social media posting about Gabon having to sleep in an airport. So I, I don't oh, understand. Oh, I remember he, he posted that. I didn't see that he got fined, though. Apparently, yeah. he's just been fined. Um, so, wow. I, I don't know why. Well, because uh, they say the co- content was offensive and degrading African football's governing body. So <laughs> okay, get your shit together. Don't make your one of the best players in the whole continent sleep in an airport. Exactly. So calf to me, hot seat calf. I could have probably saved him for next week's nonsense of the week, but you yeah. know what? I might bring him up next week too. But fair enough. So fair enough. this week, your choices are Emmanuel Duran for decking a ref uh, after being ejected already. Jesse Rodriguez for being sacked by PSG after a sex scandal. Uh, Millwall fans for booing as players took a knee for uh, Black Lives Matter. And the fourth official, uh, Sebastian, I'll get his name later, (laughs) in the PSG Istanbul match um, for, I'll say, being insensitive, not knowing where he was. Uh, I I think saying he used a derogatory term is a a bit far. I think he just was wrong. Um, yeah, so they're different because I saw that report. It says uses, uh, you know, racial slur. And that, now that, yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Um, still insensitive. So let's go to the fantasy corner. Um, top scores this week Zaha, Matip, Salah, De Bruyne. Uh, Zaha, Zaha had 18, the rest had 14. <sighs> top incomings Grealish, Salah, Zaha, Bamford. So a lot of the same guys that you heard there. Uh huh. Outgoings, I think, because of injury, Ziyech, uh, James mm-hmm. Rodriguez, who I mentioned. Uh, Diego Jota, who I think just didn't play. I think they left him out for most of the match because it was his old team. I, I bet you that yeah. something had to go in because of that. I don't know if you should drop him because I think he'll be back. Um, Timo Werner is, is a name that, that's up there. Mm-hmm. Probably because he's expensive. Um, Brian, have you any any fantasy or any even just players that you tell people, hey, take this guy, he's red hot? Yeah, um, maybe take a flyer on Bowen. Mm-hmm. Gerard Bowen. I'm not sure how expensive he is. I like that. I think he's um, in the sixes or seven. So that's a really good bargain get because he's it, created some great chances. Yep. And they're playing leads. I know it's on the road, but um, mm-hmm. you, you got to be able to get uh, one of the Arsenal defenders for cheap or burnt, yeah. uh, burnt Leno uh-huh. um, just because they're playing Burnley who can't score. So you're almost guaranteed a, a clean sheet. Burnley scored right. five goals all year. Um, and then I'm not sure how expensive he is, but, uh, Vestergaard, 
Mm-hmm. He, he might have risen after his goal scored, but um, Southampton play Sheffield, who have yeah. only scored five times this year. So maybe a, a clean sheet and the possibility for a goal for Vestergaard. I love those picks. Uh, I think Yannick Vestergaard has, is one of the top-scoring defensemen now. And you know what? I mentioned earlier he kind of looks like VVD a little bit. Uh, he's a fellow Dutchman. If you look yeah. at him, a little bit like him, towering big guy. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, in addition, I've added, I know this is an obvious one. He's the most expensive guy in the game. But this week, if you were to ever pick up Mohamed Salah and you didn't have him, do it. Captain him. They're playing Fulham. And mm-hmm. they'll at least get one penalty. So there's my pick. And then, of course, I have to. At $5.7 million, Joe Clinton. He's so back. <laughs> He's so back. And Newcastle's next three games are West Bromwich, Leeds, and Fulham. Yep. So if you're going to pick Joe Clinton up, pick him up now and drop him off after three games. Uh, see how they roll. Uh, and then, and, and you might laugh. People might laugh. It is a bit of a joke. But I will say this. Uh, I brought up Danny Welbeck last uh-huh. year, two weeks ago. In the last two weeks, he's put up big numbers in fantasy. So just saying, just saying, you might laugh at Joe Clinton. But playing, but probably play Brian's guys because they're probably better. So, with that said, uh, final segment today, we'll go to the gambling corner. All right, this past week was uh, it was okay actually. I think overall we all netted positive as a group. Um, <laughs> leading the way was Trevor. He won seventeen dollars and twenty seven cents. One of the bigger hauls that you'll see because he did a three-team parlay in Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool. Successful. Um, and I think he put all 10 on that, which ended up being like plus 172 or something like that. Uh, so that was a solid victory for him. Steve was a second gainer in plus 835. Um, he won four off Leicester. We're seeing something typical there. He won 162 off Chelsea and 273 off Tottenham. So he won all three of his bets. Uh, Brian, you were the third gainer. You uh, you did it safely, actually. Uh-huh. You put five each on the Palace win. You put five on them winning and five on them drawing. And because they were both plus odds, you figured you were going to come out positive. Yeah. I like the play. You got the points on the win. So you won mm-hmm. 775 off that five bucks, losing the five on the draw with a net of plus 275. So, yep. you know, using that method, hey. Hey, you get guaranteed wins. You're going to chip your way up, especially if people are going wild around, which, which we do have people in this group that do go wild. Yeah, um, me. <laughs> well, I was I was moving on here. Arim had a ten on the Everton City. He had City and then Everton at minus one seventy five. Everton didn't even win. Jeez. Um, so he lost ten bucks. And then for myself, I had uh, four on the Liverpool Chelsea parlay. They pulled through, so I won five thirty six there. But then I bet six bucks on Everton, and they couldn't beat Burnley like a bunch of nonsense. So I I lose sixty four cents. Um, which is still tough, more than tough break in trouble with. So, um, <laughs> so you'll, 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 you'll scrape by this week. And yeah, I think I'll get through, which brings us to the overall leaders. And I think, you know, with being the top guy, $30, 47 cents, I wish that would just translate. I should just bet all these in real life. Yeah. So plus 30, 47. Uh, and then Steve is in second at plus 1657. Arian's in third at plus 154. Trevor made a huge jump. Now he's at negative 803. <laughs> And you're chipping away negative twenty six ninety five. But this is why I don't bet in real life. <laughs> but a lot of your bets you were throwing down on like goal scores, and if you had won, you would you'd yeah, fly up. Exactly. So now I see your strategy this week, and I, and I like it. Uh, or last week. So what's your mm-hmm. strategy this week? Uh, going back to the old tried and true, lose ten dollars. 
Yeah. Um, I got I got $6 on a Leeds West Ham draw. Okay, uh, are you going to post this? Yeah, I'll, I'll post it. Yeah, okay, I don't want to write it down there. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Um, that that's plus two seventy five. So bet six to win twenty two fifty on the on the Leeds draw. Leeds West Ham draw. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Say, say, nice. I like betting all my money on one match. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. Stupid, but yeah. hey, it's fun. Makes it fun to watch. I have two bucks on Gerard Boland to be the first goal scorer. Okay. Which is plus eight fifty. So that's a two dollar bet to win nineteen. Okay. And then another $2 bet on Bamford to be the first goal scorer. And he must be is, a lower plus, right? Is plus 500. Ooh. So it's two bucks to win 12. I'm telling you, mate, if you hit uh, yep. on any of those, you're in good shape again. Yeah, especially if I hit the draw and one of these goal scorers. That's true. That is true. I'm taking the little more conservative route. I feel like since I'm at the top now, I can just play with a yep. little here and there. I've got a parlay of City and Arsenal. Three bucks to win five thirteen, um, and and believe it or not, City has the worst odds against Manchester United, huh. against Burnley, and then I have Chelsea straight up. They're the one I'm putting the most money on at negative one thirty two. Uh, I'm putting five bucks to win three thirty, and I my risky bet that I just put two bucks on the plus team is Aston Villa plus mm-hmm. two twenty. I believe they're playing Wolves two to win four forty. So see what happens there. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the gambling corner. Again, Brian, thanks a lot. Anything you want to add? You want to say something to the listeners before you log off? I know you're you're, you're a trooper. It's now Thursday there, so I appreciate you. Yep. No worries. I always thank you for inviting me on. It's always fun to fill in for Irene. Um, just be nice to someone tomorrow. There you go. Absolutely. And mate, uh, I'm telling you, with this these performances, he better look out for his job security here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the fans don't want that. They, <laughs> okay. they love you and Irene uh, bickering. We'll see. I don't know. I, I did not have nearly enough um, comments about what's happening on my TV over here. But <laughs> we did get <laughs> a debate about that the other day. When I re-listened to the episode, I know I did it a couple times, but I was like, he did a lot more than yeah. me. So, um, but yeah, you didn't hear my toilet either, so it's tough. <laughs> That's true. People miss the toilet. That's true. They miss. Bring the, back yeah. the toilet. Hashtag. We got to make a name for the toilet. Um, yeah, <laughs> so got a good name for the toilet. Uh, let us know at the Footy Corner too. Uh, again, thanks a ton, Brian, for coming on. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me. Everyone loves the takes. So appreciate yep. it, and, and tell uh, tell uh, Allison, Johnny, and Martha hi, and uh, will do. Be nice to them tomorrow. I will. I always am. All right. They deserve it. All right. Aloha. Love you guys. And let's throw over to Unai Emery. (laughs) See ya. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening, good evening.